and welcome to episode 318 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, the creator of Murder Road, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. If it's got exploitation in the name, then he's probably got a box set. It's Tony Esmond. I read, I read you the titles of some which I will not read on air. No. But... Uh, <laughs> The exploitation Hello. field is, uh, of film is a strange and murky world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just need a a bright light to help see you through that kind of world. Someone with well, some high the, morals and some, high some, 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 sometimes, sometimes we need yeah. someone with with decent morals and decent standards to just put us back on the right track. So And um, a sex wig. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um this week <laughs> ignore the last bit. No, it's uh, not <laughs> But this week we are, and I'm going to say it, finally being joined by our longtime friend Sarah Harris. Hello. Hello. This You've been on before. Sarah. I have been on before. Yes. When? Yeah, she's been on before. We talked about sort of mixed media type stuff. Yeah. What? It was a long while ago, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of years ago, at least. What episode yeah. was that? I don't know. Off the top of my head. I don't know. Sarah, tell us what episode it was now. Yes, you have. <laughs> it's what it. What is? I can't. I tell you what. It's been a long old summer, and it ain't over yet. And my brain is pickled, man. But that's a that's a horrible thing. We regularly do it. Why don't we have him on the show? And yeah. somebody will go. Oh, he was on we, about a year ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. when we get to like <laughs> three hundred plus episodes, isn't it? Yeah. And as soon as yeah. you said mixed media, it all came back to me because not only. Is Sarah a fantastic artist in both mixed media and graffiti, and love seeing the, the the photos that you post up of your works? Oh, me too. But yeah. now in some dirty underground garage. But now she stepped into quite a scary <laughs> role in comics, and that's being an editor for an anthology. Now, yes, um, it's been a rocky road. It's Never been... again. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Sarah. You've got volume two, you promised. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> yeah, because there is an, an anthology, a comics anthology, on its way in the future, and we'll find out more about that, how it came to be, um, what Sarah actually thought when she sobered up and realised what she had promised <laughs> to story. do. That's Agreed a to. good story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and more, as well as um, her fantastic work and what is in the future so because now we used to always get this oh i don't really do comics don't really make comics we're never going to accept that you do know that so yeah we'll never accept Plus, we're, you, you co-wrote a story with me i know we may have done it in a twitter conversation but it counts <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I didn't actually put pen to paper but i might have uh, you know yeah. sort of laughed at Thrashed you out the ideas. some things yeah yeah <laughs> good well there's somewhere else where you can did someone say no i don't know what i'm talking about this week so i honestly i, honestly I know don't. what you're talking about you're talking about comic house are we are the sponsors hey. our sponsors yes of course they Savage. are <laughs> it's like clockwork this show um much like the comic house service itself because that's always regular and on time and they are an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do. On the Comic House website, there is a huge selection of titles on the database if you self-publish, and you can list your book on there and start. It's just another avenue to get your work out there and for people to pick up the printed copies. But they also have an app that we love, 
and is being added to all the time. And we every week, it's getting to the point now where every week I look forward to hearing what titles Dan's going to talk about because there's there's some random ones, and he keeps mentioning one every week and putting some real emphasis into the title. So I'm looking forward to see if that happens this week. Yeah. Dan, what, what is it on the I love this moment? bit. Here we go. <laughs> We've got uh, Bloop and the Pigeon Pandemic, issue two. We've got South of Bedlam, issue one. Uh, the Tenth Muse from Image Comics, which I've never Ooh. read, but looks Always seems to be in um, back issue bins, that one, doesn't it? Always gotcha. see it. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jason and the Argonauts, The Kingdom of Hades, uh, Little Death, and Logan's Run, Aftermath, among many others. Little Death, is that? What's that about? <clears throat> I'll read you the synopsis, Tony. Mm. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Story synopsis. There's a knock on the door. You're worse. You fear the worst. It's Little Death. But he's here for you or your cat. Thomas Kreebaum's little man in the black suit is the ultimate traveling salesman. All deals are final. His dissatisfaction with his vocation is the source of our amusement. So not oh, quite okay. what you were hoping for, Tony. Yeah, but... because obviously little death is slang in French for orgasm, isn't it? Oh, right. And yes. what, what the hell is he doing? Why is he after my cat? He's going to have problems. Take, <laughs> take me, but you can't have my cats. Yeah. Cat battle armor. That's what we need. We yeah. need Fisto. Get Fisto down. Oh, good old Fisto. He's, he's back in the zeitgeist, finally. <laughs> finally Tony no... can dust off the cosplay yeah. that he's been hiding away <laughs> that's a big old glove he's got Yeah, those people that put Fisto the uh, action figure for He-Man out in the market uh, they must have known there's a massive, <laughs> a massive metal fist <laughs> what, what, I, th- I thought you were going to say there's a massive community for something there Dan for Fisto um, Mephisto, uh, maybe that's that. Mephisto. Mephisto, that's... that's what it is. That's how that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it started. My sister Julie and Mephisto. <laughs> you know, I uh, look. At, no, yeah, but as before, we move on to the next subject. The uh, comic house, yes, excellent, yes, isn't it? Thank it's you. it's, it's well excellent. It's wonderful. It's value for money. It's full of comics. It's only three pounds a month, which is less than the price of usually one digital comic these days. Yeah, and you, and you get access to that enormous. We both bought than... digital comics today, didn't we? And they weren't cheap. Yeah. No. No, so you've got to make sure they're value for money. And for, for, that, for that subscription, it's fantastic value for money. There's also a 14-day free trial. So go to comichouse.com to find out more today. Excellent. It, it seems like every week, if I manage to finish the Comic House ad, I feel like I've achieved something. I went all right. Yeah, it's a retrieval, mm. yeah. I noticed last week you introduced me without using my name, and I thought that was quite cool. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Tony. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Fisto. I was going to say, uh, it's been a it's been a quiet week in comics, and I look back at the start of the week when everyone was talking about a He Man cartoon. We've as like a, a treasured childhood memory, <laughs> <Yeah>. memory, <laughs> a treasured childhood memory. <laughs> lots, of, lots of pictures yeah. of Kevin Smith crying yeah. on on YouTube videos, oh. and now, yeah, it's, it's nice God. it calmed down after that. Isn't it? God, the, yeah. real, the real rise in sort of clickbaity YouTube sort of thumbnails just yeah, does no, my yeah. head in now. Absolutely does my head in. You know, we want quality content on the internet, which is why this show exists. Yeah. That's, and that's... don't forget, you can listen to us on YouTube. Yes. People yes. forget that, don't they? Yes. We are and, on YouTube. And, yeah, and there's other networks. But I don't do any thumbnails for the show. It's probably why no. we don't get any listens. Just a picture of an audio file on a video. It's not the most I mean, interesting. I mean, what, what kind of thumbnails <laughs> could you put for some of these episodes? Sarah, what would you put as a thumbnail for this episode? Well, if Kevin Smith crying works, I could cry for you. I mean, it, oh, it doesn't give take it much. time, Sarah. It'll be fine. Yeah. We've got an hour yet. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't actually want you to cry. <laughs> but if I do end up having a good weep, I'll take a selfie so you can use it as the uh, uh, thumbnail. 
That's a good idea. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try extra hard to make you cry during the show. Just say, I've watched, just watched Crawl in HD and then I face you crying like, oh my God, it's the most beautiful thing. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe just go on Twitter this week. You know, there's that alternative to make you cry, you know. Crawl, right, he's got that awesome weapon in Crawl. He only uses it once, doesn't he? Yeah, the end. I've never made it through Crawl. Really? You yeah. fucking what? The amount of absolute drivel. Yeah. 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 Are you right? Oh, I am the man who owns SS Camp 5, SS Experiment Love Camp, Gestapo's Last Orgy, and SS Hell Camp. And I've never made it through a crawl. <laughs> oh, what does that say? Kind of had the wind taken out of me with that yeah. revelation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Tony doesn't like Liam Neeson films. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there, as always, this show is going to be absolutely not, get used to this nonsense. Um, I mean, Sarah, we brought Sarah on to be sensible because she's always Sarah. You have the highly sensible, the voice of reason. You've been the sensible one, and you sure. you have been the thing about Sarah Harris is she just there loves, loves comics. I do. It's, it's as simple as that. You just and love... I haven't seen Krull, so I can't comment on that. Well, what? Sarah, d- let's not go there, because we had a conversation this morning that made me cry. What? Oh, well, or was well, it yesterday? I, I can't remember. Was it yesterday? Well, when when you told me off because I hadn't seen Superman. Yes, that was the time. What? I didn't tell you off, I just loved what? it. I, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of films I haven't seen, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how did Tony react to it? <clears throat> He, he sort of shouted at me that I had to watch it like <laughs> now, Superman and Superman Two. You were made together; they're the same film. I think I think he might have typed in capitals. Oh my! Spaces. Yeah. I didn't want to bring it up, but when you said the crawl thing, I felt I had to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> We're exposing our laying our, our sins to bear, as it yeah. were. This, but, this uh, is not this is not me being cruel, Sarah, because I actually censor a DVD player once. He, he did, yeah, and 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 three DVDs that I still haven't watched. Sorry, but, oh. but I don't watch films at home. That's why I didn't own a DVD. Player. I mean, what, I mean, what were the what were the DVDs? Were they like Tiger Vampires? No, the they, they weren't or sex like ones. That? They weren't sex ones. June, Goodfellas, and the other one, and a bird one, a third one. Was it a Bill Oddie DVD? Yeah, that's you really on the buses? Yeah, it's when, yeah. when I was doing You're a bit my poorly. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was so... very kind of you, and I did plug it in to make sure it worked. <laughs> oh, and I, you think, can play CDs on it as well. You know, that, I think you? I might have started Goodfellas, but I think I, like, I, I don't ever watch any television at home for more than about ten minutes at a time, which is why it took me like a, nearly a month to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch it in ten-minute bits. That's all right. I just have mm. a very hectic household and nobody will let me sit and watch a film. That's just not going to happen. I watch a lot of short films. Do you, Dan? We both watch <laughs> short films. They're, they're longer films, but I only watch a couple of minutes of them. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I go to the cinema. Because when I'm at the cinema, people can't disturb me, you see. So I'll watch a film in the movies, but I, I never watch movies at home because it's just an hour and a half 
sitting in one spot sitting in down. my house is not possible. Do you find it usually you want you want to get and go up and do stuff yourself, or is it you? Just yeah, or or like one of the seventeen hundred feral teenagers in the house will need <laughs> something. <laughs> the cat. Will Mama need. set the kitchen on fire. Exactly. Oh, like, but, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's it's more major than that. I'm not even gonna oh, like sure. start like you know like this week. I could name like nine major crises. It's just it, honestly. I thought you were gonna say I fed, crime I fed the cat. I fed the cat eggs to see again. Is that sort of thing? Well, we've all been there. So yeah, this is not this is not a place for peaceful television watching, which is what? why I can't read comics because I go and hide it in my room and close the door and I read comics. But I don't have a TV or anything in my room. You see, so like this is a reading sanctuary only. That's why you can. Good. That's why you. That's why you love so, comics. Yeah, you read so many comics, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, because I I lock my door and read. Exactly. I found a picture of you in a comic today. You did, yes. Yeah, I'll send it to I the know. boys while we're talking. I was uh, yeah. listening a couple of weeks ago when you were talking to Tony on uh, the Never Iron Anything when you talk about Misty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. yeah they're, they're, what was the thing you got on the free on the front cover of Misty and he wore it to death? Oh, to... The, the, the black cat ring. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I actually physically broke it. I mean, you know, an actual metal object I wore so much that I like sort of, I dis- it disintegrated. <laughs> I mean, it was a cheap, nasty metal object, but still, yes, yeah. I, I killed it. it I, 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 I genuinely, it. I genuinely thought that was a picture of you in that comic because I know you like that comic. No spoilers, because you're going to recommend it later. But I thought that you there was some connection because I know you. There's other things that have slipped in the background of comics that are about you as well. So, yeah. And I thought. So, Have a so look at it, boys. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah. I saw the image, but are you are you seriously suggesting that Sarah Harris, the saint of comics, was going to recommend a comic because she was in it? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> yeah, to yes, me? yeah, that was what I was suggesting. Yeah. To be fair to me, yeah. like that particular issue was like three years ago, and like yeah. my life has changed a lot since then. I'd forgotten that particular issue, and no, it isn't really me. So when Tony sent the picture, I didn't even remember that's where it was from. So yeah, right. no, I'm not recommending it because I thought I was in it. So don't worry. <laughs> you were going to recommend another comic because you you crept something in the background of that, didn't you? Oh, should I t- should I, should I tell them about we that? We can tell that one. Don't really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, Department of Truth. Yeah. Well, yes. um, about I think he works about sort of three months ahead. Um, so about three, and you know, I really like cryptids and cryptozoology and stuff. Oh, mm. oh, I've got to tell you, I've just signed up to do an actual diploma in cryptozoology, so I'm going to have like proper qualifications. Uh, which is really exciting we're we're, going to circle back to that in a bit but yeah about three months ago martin simmons was sort of like you know he puts sneak peeks up for the sort of like little bits that he's working on for department of truth and he put up um like a sneak peek of sasquatch which is obviously a cryptid so i got really excited i said oh my god you're gonna go crypto in 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 department of truth that's brilliant and he's like yeah you know we've got this whole sasquatch issue or two and i'm like i'll put a jackalope in there for me please put a jackalope in there for me (laughs) and he did and and the, the most exciting thing was as i was like sort of leafing through reading the issue so it's not this month's issue it was last month's issue and i was reading through it and and there's bits where there's like sort of like pages of like handwritten notes um that you know sort of one of the characters has made and there's like a jackalope sort of like doodled in the in the margins of these handwritten notes so i got really excited i thought there it is there's my jackalope um but then you turn over another sort of three or four pages and there's like a massive one so i don't know if i'm Mm. responsible for both because i know because i know that the one that was doodled in the notes i think 
he did after I begged him to put a jackalope in. All right. But I there you have it. The there other. you have it, folks. Sarah has influenced the, the creation. I don't know if going to be in there or not, yeah. but I'm going to take credit for both of them anyway. <laughs> Sarah has influenced the creation of a massive one. Well done, Sarah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If I, maybe they should copy and paste your name into the credits on the inside well, yeah, cover. Forever. Yes, that, that, I think they should. Yeah, that's yeah. the sort of thing that happens to some people sometimes. Exactly. I, I, I would like that, <laughs> but with a but with a slight misspelling. Yeah. So Sarah, yeah. Sarah Harris. Yeah. <laughs> or Sarah Horos. Something so like there's that. There's a lot of credits out there going. Who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony Osmond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got his own comic now. Yeah. Yeah. He does. So, before this show gets too far off the rails, which I feel it's going to anyway. It's in the sink. It's, um, <laughs> um, we are just going to talk about a, a very exciting anthology that's, that's upcoming. Um, it's, it's called Drawn Under the Influence. Uh-huh. Which, DUI, which I D-U-I. think I love yes. film words, me. And, um, well, actually, should we let the editor actually tell the origin story of how this anthology came to be. Take it away, Sarah. Yes, that'd be lovely. Okay. All right, then. So, so most people who listen to this regularly will probably realise that over lockdown, there have been sort of Zoom-based uh, drink and draws fairly regularly, organised by the Awesome Comics podcast and hosted by the lovely Tom Curry, um, where he has to go into work and sit there till late at night and put up with us all getting drunk and larry around him uh, <laughs> but it's been it's been it's been a real lifeline especially right at the beginning like sort of you know in proper lockdown when you literally yeah, yeah. couldn't do anything or see anybody or like leave your house or you know breathe in the same room as anybody else and it was it was and, and most of us weren't going to work so you know i remember so i felt guilty during that period because i took my dog for two walks in a day yeah, exactly. and i thought i hope i don't get grassed up by the neighbors yeah I know, yeah it really was wasn't it it seems yeah. like sort of weird thinking back on it but no i was the same like making sure that i only had one walk and it didn't go over an hour and you know the, <laughs> sort of, it, it was it was ridiculous and you just sort of had no sort of real contact with anybody outside your own household and stuff so those uh sort of like virtual drink and draws were a genius idea and um and yeah really 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 good fun and so a number of us sort of anything from sort of 30 up to like on the really busy ones sometimes it was like 50 plus wasn't it sort of people yeah. would yeah. gather together on zoom everybody had, well not everybody most people would sort of like draw something and share what they were doing and just shoot the shit and have a little chat and have a little tipple and, and yeah a fair amount of drinking went on and at some point just, yeah, it was just lovely, and yeah, yeah, long may they continue because um, you know we're still enjoying them, even though uh, lockdown is, is is lifting slowly. So, um, so yeah, so that's really the background. And at one of these, so it's probably about I don't know the fourth or fifth or sixth one. Sort of you know once we were sort of on a bit of a rhythm with them, um, there was a particular evening we're all chatting drinking away i was drinking probably more than usual because i don't normally <laughs> drink an awful lot i haven't got much tolerance to alcohol uh, but i think i bought a whole bottle of wine for that one for some reason so i was quite drunk and i can't even remember who said it but somebody said because you know like sort of everybody chats to each other and sort of asks for advice about you know comic creation and all this stuff and somebody says does anybody know of any um you know small press anthologies that are currently taking submissions yeah 
And a few people were saying, oh, no, you know, sort of that one, you know, that used to be around, that one sort of, you know, like seemed to have gone under and like, you know, Slice Quarterly that Ken used to run, which was a great one. You know, he stopped yeah. doing that. And, you know, <clears> I think Dirty were, Rotten Comics, I think, was mentioned. Yeah, that went under, didn't it? yeah. There, were, there were a few that, you know, sort of seemed to have, you know, stopped stopped operating for whatever reason. And we were saying, you know, that you've got the sort of the, the very 2000 AD focused ones that, you know, there are some some that are very uh, got quite specific niches and sort of audiences, but there wasn't really a just sort of a general sort of open theme come one, come all sort of like small press anthology that we could think of that people could, you know, just send their, their ideas to. And so... Yeah, I think it was me. I think I just said, why don't we do one? Why don't I do <laughs> I've got a vague recollection of someone saying, I can't think of a better person to do it than Sarah. And I think that <sighs> was said, but I'm not sure if that was said after you volunteered or not. I think that not. was after I'd already yeah. very stupidly started jumping up and down with excitement, saying, we could do our own. You know, we yeah, because could... I think I then said, you are the most organised person I know. Yeah, And I seem to remember going, yes, I am organised. I'm <laughs> Yeah, because that was the thing that, you know, you were talking about waking up the next morning full of regret. It wasn't so much that I regretted <laughs> what I'd agreed to do. It was more that I regretted that I'd been so big headed about it the night before. No. Because, because that isn't really my nature. But I can remember shouting how brilliant I was going to be at it. And like I was going to be like the make the best anthology ever. And, like, and, and that isn't really my style so that sort of proves how drunk i was <laughs> yeah. but i think i texted you the following day saying if you want to get out of it i'll come it up is. with an idea with you which yeah. i really appreciated actually because i wasn't <laughs> horribly um but being more full of pride than i i was a fear um i couldn't i couldn't bring myself to back down um so I didn't take your offer of let's think of an excuse to get you out of it. <laughs> I very nearly did, but no, I thought right, okay. my, my sort of pride and stubbornness won't allow me to, uh, you know, like so if, 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 I've, if I've agreed to this, I don't, because literally by the next morning, I mean, I woke up at, so we do these things on a Friday night. So I woke up on the Saturday morning, maybe eight or nine. I don't think I woke up really late, woke yeah. up with a bit of a bad head, obviously. And I already had, I think, four script submissions in my <laughs> and, and that was like you know by the next morning and i thought i can't let people down people are really excited about this you know so i thought oh well i've got to do it now haven't i oh dear <laughs> I, wonder, I, how, I wonder how many comics careers have started with that kind of thing and then someone waking up the next one and think oh god i've got oh, to do sure. this I now just agree to write thor what's going on <laughs> yeah but to be fair, I think you saying you got a load of scripts, that was something you made because you, me and Cliff decided that we, we would almost almost be your consiglieries, didn't we, for this? Yeah, you know? I ran to start with. I ran everything past Tony and Cliff because I didn't have the confidence to to really like I didn't. I thought I can't just look at stuff and make, you know, well, things on my own. This is the thing. Now, this Who is the. This that. is the journey I think you took, mate. Is it started off you saying, oh, "I don't really want to turn people down," and I don't really know whether you know. And then by the end of it, you're going, you're just you, you've sort of turned into no, we're not having that. I know, I did. The power <laughs> went to my head a little bit. <laughs> no, he didn't. But you know, you were quite forthright and 
decisive. Let's call it yeah, decisive. I, yeah, I, I got more confident in my own yeah. judgment as 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 we went along. Yeah, yeah, because I think because at first I'd look at something, I'd think, oh, I've got this. I think this about it, but I'll run it past Tony and Cliff, see what they say. And because you guys tended to come back with the same thing that I already yeah. thought, then, then reinforced that, what you were thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that gave me a little bit more confidence that my ideas weren't completely off the wall. Because at first, I was thinking, who am I to judge? Not what's good or what's bad, but who am I to, you know, sort of say, oh, you know, maybe you could move that to here, or this would make more sense if you did this, you know? Because I thought I'm just somebody who reads books and I don't like the same books other people do. What if I turn something down that's good just because it's not. But that's the point. It has to be, cup of tea, has to be a single know? voice, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so that was my worry at first, I think that, that I would end up. Yeah. Pushing somebody away or criticizing something or changing something just to make it more. What I like, but that wouldn't necessarily, you know, be what the rest of the audience would like. So well, that, but knowing the comics you read and, this is something we said to you at the time, knowing the comics you read and the stuff you enjoy and you, you, you recommend to me and Cliff, you have got a good taste in comics, man. And you are probably of all of our buddies, the most widely read in comics, you know, yeah, there's very few people who read as many as you do. And I, so I think that's great. I think that's, that's in many ways what you want an, an editor to know, because you got to know if something's like just echoing something else that's going on or a similar story or, you know, just been yeah. downright lifted from somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And I think the thing is, right at the start there, you said you woke up and you had a number of submissions already. That's the thing that we talked about a bit at the time, didn't we? That people were sending you already existing stories that had been turned yes, down exactly. elsewhere, which is not what yeah. we wanted, was it? Yeah, no. the ones that were there by the next morning were clearly things that they already had done. And and a couple of people were honest and said, oh, you know, I've 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 given I offered this to other people. And they didn't want it. And then I kind of looked and thought, well, I can kind of see why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no offense. I probably don't want it either. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's That's one fine. story That's in fine. there that was something that somebody, you know, already had almost, could, actually, no, two that, you know, were already virtually completely done, but not that they'd sort of been submitting them elsewhere and that they'd failed. They'd just kind of done them for themselves and didn't really know what to do with them when they'd done them, you know, and actually they were pretty good. So I was happy to take them. But everything else, um, you know, was done from scratch fresh for, for this, which is nice. Yeah. When it comes to anthology stories, I mean, it brings up the question. Um, I mean, we've all sort of like had um, short, like four pages of ideas or something, and and some people just, you know, you got to get these comics made. But when I'm just, just had a word this, some people um, create these short stories to then find an anthology for them to fit in. Yeah. Do you think that's the right way to go about? It, I suppose it all depends on the anthology, doesn't it? Really? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. used to be you could do that, but I think you could used to be able to do that because there were a lot of anthologies about, but there aren't now. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's not as many now. I don't think. Yeah, and think... most that are have either a theme or a, a, yeah. you know a particular point of view or whatever that you kind of need to work yeah. towards. Or whereas I was. I, I wanted this to be really eclectic, so I, I I didn't want to put a theme on it. I didn't want to sort of you know put even a you know a sort of a vibe on it. It was just like whatever, whatever you want to create, send it to me. If it's if it's good, it goes in. It doesn't matter if I mean you know like and I've I've even like tried to make the order as I've put them in the book so that it's almost clashing, you know that they're sort of you know it's you're really jumping about from very different sort of yeah. you know like 
emotions and feelings and art styles and everything as you go through which i think there's there's a real skill to that as well because um sometimes we've read our anthologies and sometimes two stories after earth they've got very similar art or or color palettes yeah if you know if you're just quickly looking through it it looks like one of the stories is longer than yeah it just merges into it doesn't it yeah yeah Yeah. 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 no i've tried to i've tried to make it you know sort of if you just sort of flick through it it's quite a feast for the eyes because it does sort of jump around a bit and like just there's some real sort of tonal shifts as well as you go through which is kind of fun you know you'll have one story that's actually quite sweet and you know you'd happily give it to your eight-year-old to read and then you get tony's story about (laughs) so it's like you know it's it's there are some sort of you know real sort of record scratch sort of moments yeah. where it's like oh okay okay right we're doing this now are we <laughs> yeah it's, it's sort of like um in terms of anthologies it's it's almost uh like 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 the movie like the abcs of death or something like that where they're, they're very different tonally sort of you know you could have something super serious and then afterwards you have something quite funny and i, th- yeah. I think i think comics is the perfect place for that that real sort of mixtape, I mean, yeah, that's a, this is almost yeah. a mixtape, isn't it? Really, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I'm I'm thinking it's like you know a sort of now that's what I call music fifty two, like sort of you know where oh, you can play. have yeah. you can have like a pop song next to a rock song next to well, you probably wouldn't have like a punk song on a now that's what I call music, but anyway, yeah, it's it's I mean this one is is very much a yeah sort of a, a random mix you could sort of dip in and out of it and like i mean you could dip in read one story and think oh yeah okay i get what this book's about and then yeah. dip in and read a different story and think okay i was very wrong very and, wrong <laughs> yeah and an important thing to think about because obviously this is an anthology um born from the awesome pod drink and draws obviously yep. there, there's a there's a recurring uh cast of characters that turns out to use drink and draws but everyone is yep. always welcome in fact we always want more more, more new faces to every, every drink and draw that we, yep. that we do and certainly there's a lot of these artists in here but this was definitely created not with a let's it's full of in jokes do you know what I mean no. this, this is not a you know because I, th- I think when you create things like this you have to be careful about the community when you creating a community project I think especially yep. with an anthology you have to think beyond your community and beyond your bubble haven't you yes. because it also has to appeal otherwise it's just it's just a bit of fun for us all for like 20 people to read i mean there's more people than, yeah. than that but um there's more people than that in the book yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but there's also but, a yeah, view, the actual, view yeah, yeah the stories inside can be read by anybody there's no in jokes in the stories there is yeah. one mention of the sodding sex wig in the in tony's foreword <laughs> um, but... we need to explain that i think we need to explain that do you want me to? Would you like me to explain? Would <laughs> you like me to explain this next week? I'd be very interested to hear your explanation because I think, yeah. you've got this, I think you've got this whole thing very, very wrong. Yeah. Very, so I'm, very I'm looking forward to both the explanation and then listening and to then the real one. Rip you <laughs> to bits <laughs> afterwards. Well, let me let me open the scene. Have you guys seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut? No, uh, no, I've never seen. That. Well, when Sarah goes to these, let's call them parties. She sometimes has to wear a wig to disguise herself because she's very um, recognisable with her brightly coloured hair. So she has bought herself something that she calls her sex wig. <laughs> and when she goes to these parties, you know, you never end up knowing who you're going to end up with. You know, it's, you know, free for all. Um, she wears the wig to disguise herself along with a mask. I mean, the thing is, right, if Sarah wasn't here, I would, I would be like, I've got to edit this out because it's fucking, we could get sued. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, my suit. I've got, I've got my lawyers on speed dial. <laughs> Go on, t- give us the real story, Sarah. Well, my normal response to this is shut up, Tony. Yes. Yeah, no, for God's sake, how many times it's not a sex wig, it's just a wig. They, they, they put the word sex in front of everything I own. They, they had they, him and Cliff had hysterics for weeks about my sex wellies <laughs> uh, you said but you said that on the on the on the drink and draw you said stop putting sex in front of everything what if i had a pair of wellies and, and i think cliff went sex wellies and i, I remember know, Pete, Pete dory just going drinking a glass of wine going yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's the wig was bought for me by my boss female boss before you get any ideas because we have one client at work who is very 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 conservative and has like sort of everybody at that particular office a financial services company they they you know like they dress like they're in the 1950s everybody's like you know in in suits and ties and everything and if i ever had to go to a meeting there she said there's no way i can parade you across the floor with your bright pink hair they would kick off yeah yeah wow. so she she bought me this like sort of long brown wig that you know like sort of a normal like a normal haircut like normal ladies have um and <laughs> and like sort of you know and she bought me like a suit like you know so that i could dress conventionally and look normal right that's why i have the wig um luckily i never got invited to a meeting there so i never actually had to wear it for work um but for the drink and jaw foolishly i think i was already drinking beforehand it was very early in lockdown i was like i'm never gonna get a chance to dress up to go anywhere i hadn't put makeup on for months and i thought i'm gonna like make an effort like you know i've got this drink and draw tonight it's it's the closest i've got to a social life right now i'm gonna like you know pretend i'm actually going out somewhere i'm gonna like you know get dressed up and it'll be fun and it'll be exciting it'll be like i'm going out so you know i put on a nice dress and i put on this wig because my kids thought it was funny and like everything and like that was it like the whole drink and draw tony's like oh sort of why are you wearing a sex wig and it's like it's not sex wig it's just wig yeah. it's not sex no, wig no sex. i ruined, I ruined your evening didn't i i ruined yes. your evening yes so <laughs> yes i've, ne- I've never that, that has been thrown to the back of the wardrobe and we'll never see well the, the question again. does has it ever been utilized for that reason no okay right, my, my real hair is lovely it's still why, time still yeah. time why 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 would i why would i need to cover my real mm, hair which nice is change obviously I, occasionally during sex i pretend to be a geordie and that's a similar sort of thing isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way we just want to say that any uh opinions of tony esmond and tony esmond <laughs> incorporated are not endorsed by the awesome uh, partners LL, tony esmond llc yeah, yeah are not uh yeah don't, don't reflect the other hosts yeah the other <laughs> hosts whatsoever <laughs> and there anyone else <laughs> i'd like to also add i've also never utilized for sex the rocket raccoon suit the minecraft judge dread outfit or any any other of the interesting dress up items they might oh. be around my house oh hang on <laughs> early days though, isn't it? So, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might get another lockdown you never know you know <laughs> <laughs> right good. Yes. moving on from the sex wig back to the I'm, anthology i'm much more innocent than you give me credit for <laughs> <laughs> I think anthology is a kind of strange one because I always said to people like if you want to get into kind of making comics and was wanted to test the water 
anthologies would be the way to go because like you could put a, make a four page comic and get it out there and read yeah. by people but exactly. uh, it seems to kind of they seem to flip and flop out of fashion uh anthologies. yeah they do a bit i think it's because people kind of expect more don't they so with a, even with 2000 ad or something like that you you kind of get what you're lucky if you get two-thirds of the stories are really firing for you you know yeah. Yeah. i think some anthologies is like barely one you know i've yeah, picked up really, small press really stuff. Bad. Uh, yeah yeah um and some some anthologies there's no sort of quality control unlike our one obviously oh um, yeah this one all all killer no filler this one exactly yeah. exactly yeah so i think people are kind of shied away from it for a bit. but i think one of the ones that, that brought it back for me was scrawl which was all killer no filler as well amazing yeah that was good yeah you know yeah, yeah. i i've i've the whole time i've been working on dui i've had my copy of scrawl next to me like as a sort of like intimidation self-intimidation sort of keep you know bar to, to try it. it yeah i don't think i have hit that bar but at least i had something to aim for that you know made sure that i was always trying really hard if if that makes yeah. sense school was just so good yeah it was good i think the thing that you don't give yourself credit for enough um sarah is the turnaround on this actually because the turnaround on this has been incredible when you think it's only a few months ago that we actually yeah started it yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've been really, really busy at my day job, and so I felt like it's not been as quick as it could have been. But yeah, I, it hasn't, it hasn't taken that long. You're right, but I, th- it, it could have been even quicker if I'd have had a little bit more spare time. I was constantly frustrated that I couldn't spend more time on it. You know, sort of when when I was working, because I was kind of working seven days a week at one point at my day job and very long hours, and so I just didn't have as much time for it as I would have liked. But it's. It's all done now. It's all ready. It's all ready to go to print now. I'm very, very excited. So, um, yeah. so I'm glad that it's finally there. But no, the, back to the point where you were saying about it being an an outlet for people who want to sort of dip their toe in the water for the first time, and they don't want to sort of they don't want their first comic necessarily to be like a twenty two page, thirty page comic or whatever. Yeah. I, I really think anthologies are a good place for that, and I'm really mm. pleased that there's a couple of stories in here that are that person's first ever. A, that's correct you know, yeah. first ever comic that's that's actually sort of you know got out of their head and onto paper as it were like alan purdy's one he's not, really interesting yeah he's not done yeah. a you know a comic for and, it, and it's lovely i love his one um it's that surprises you know, me about alan because he's such a such a, a great artist he's a great artist yeah, yeah. But he says that he's you know he's never actually you know done, done an actual comic strip before but if you look at it you would never think oh that is somebody's first yeah. comic you know, and he's done the back cover as well, isn't he? So accomplished looking. Yes, he's also done the back cover. That's right. It's brilliant. Which has got a lot of us on. He's, he's yeah, like, so sort of done, you know, the back cover is basically his Zoom, you know, his laptop with his Zoom screen with a with a few of us, with Cliff holding up his Tom sign and Tony <laughs> in his, uh, in his yeah, that back cover's wrestler great. mask. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's and, great. Uh, um, so, yeah, the back cover's uh, fantastic. The front cover as well. Got to give Kev Cooling a, a shout out for the for the front cover which is which is and that took a while to develop didn't it we wanted to be yeah i mean completely spot on with that yeah yeah we didn't we didn't get there first time i i felt like i was really i i felt i was on the point of of getting on his nerves because i kept going to and fro he had like a first idea that we spent some time working up Mm. but we couldn't quite couldn't quite get it to work and and then uh we've ended up with this because the first couple of ideas were very much around sort of the idea of booze, you know, because like, yeah, you know, drawn under the influence and the drink and draw. And obviously 
down to the origin story of the fact that you know this anthology wouldn't exist without alcohol i don't think um but i i, I was wondering if we were laboring the booze theme a bit too much you know sort of it was it was yeah. like you know three yeah, layers with we, the we, title we and i mean even the logo's got like a little i don't know you guys have all seen it now, haven't yeah. you? So the, the logo's got like a little bottle of beer with like the Awesome Comics podcast as the beer label and stuff. Mm. Um, and so I sort of started thinking, okay, what else What else could under the influence mean if we're not going to sort of, you know, think of it about, you know, could, being... Could, quickly rolling back to the original uh, versions, I, I, I myself was a little bit critical of it because I, I felt it was too um every day it wasn't quite as fantastical as i wanted it to be yeah yeah i think we had, had just a view of some bo- guys bottles of beer sat, or something yeah he was sort of sat in a pub table and like you know doing lots of sketches it was like sort of it was like you were at like a real you know a physical drink and draw like you know they used to have in the before times where yeah. you'd actually all go to a pub and and, and draw together so yeah that was <laughs> the original sort of like sketch so like you know like sort of lots of empties so somebody had had lots to drink on the table in front of them like you know a bit of like you know hubbub of the pub around them and it just didn't feel enough it It didn't feel exciting enough yes it was maybe a little bit static so 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 yeah me me and kev started sort of throwing ideas backwards and forwards and i was like well under the influence what if you know you've got this puppet master and he's like making the artist draw you know because sometimes you know for artists it is a compulsion you've got this you've got to get these drawings out of you and you don't really know what's making you need to, to, to draw, you know? So I okay. said, if we've got this almost evil puppet master, cause I thought Tony would like that. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, you. You know, like yeah. controlling, uh, controlling this puppet as he's like drawing, drawing his comics. And then we've got like a different meaning for draw, drawing under the influence. So under the influence of this puppet master. And so Kev liked that idea. So he went off and worked it up and, and I really like what he came back with. The only change really I made on it was that the the lady puppet master looked too much like me at first. And I think it was an accident. <laughs> but I said yeah. to him, I, don't want I thought it was you. Yeah. Well, no, the, I mean, the first version looked even more like me. Like the hair hair was very similar, which is why he's now changed it to like curlier hair and like oh, a darker right. colour and so on. But yeah, the first one looked a bit too much like me. And I was really worried that people will think, oh, God, she's insisted on being on the... You know, like like some sort <laughs> yeah, of, like, ego from thing. people who don't know you. Come on, no <laughs> yes, one thinks that. Yeah, I, I, didn't, you know. yeah. I really yeah. didn't want anybody to think that I'd, like, made him draw me on the cover because I thought, <laughs> someone, you know, what would people think? Did you so go I around made... his house and pose for him or...? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, I, I asked him to sort of, yeah change her sort of you know coloring a little bit and change her hairstyle so it looked less like me um but other than that i was really really pleased with it and we you know and we sort of added a few sort of other puppets hanging in the background i, I love the cover I, I think it turned out really really well yes, hmm. i thought that was originally done by uh susie uh gander the, the cover because the style seemed to be like her but then oh right yeah yeah oh yeah 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 Okay. Yeah, no, it was it was Kev C, and and that's good because I think he was kind of hoping to get a story in there, but didn't you know didn't have time to get something together. So it was nice that he was able to do the cover so that he could he could yeah. still be part of He's it. He's a long term listener to the the podcast, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you said as well, Sarah, was good. Is we, there's there is a community that's built up, and I think when during the first two, I'm going to say two or three days post the announcement of the anthology, there was a lot of people suggesting their comics who we'd never heard of wasn't <laughs> yes. there an awful yeah. lot yeah 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 the, the, yeah i wanted it to, to to be a real community thing like the, yeah I, I got some submissions from people whose name i didn't recognize at all i thought well i don't 
I don't even know how they've got my email address. Where did this happen? Um, <laughs> Probably from one I of those there's... parties. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's quite a lot of lurkers in the uh, Awesome Comics chat on the Facebook group. Yeah, there is. Uh, don't yeah. actually uh, listen to the show or, or get involved in any other fashion. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot. Well, we've got like 800 members or something, and, we, and there's, what, yeah. 100 people who post in there generally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I mean, I didn't want it to be super clicky but i also wanted it to be a community thing so i I mean i've been around the community around your podcast like you know right from the start really so i thought if it's a name i don't recognize then it's probably not a really i don't don't think it's clicky i think it's just uh, fun fun for us you know it's just a fun thing and and hopefully that has come across in the comic that it's going to be fun to read as well you know yeah Yeah, that's fine that's right and we're to- totally kind of welcoming an open group, aren't we? Like, yeah, of course. You can just turn yeah, up yeah. and talk about comics, and you're in. Basically, mm. that's the yeah. That's the only thing we look for. No gatekeepers here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good. So, is there any um, stories that you want just to give it? I know don't we don't you don't have to play favourites, and don't worry if you don't mention everyone. But is there any little little things or moments during the journey to make it, or stories you wanted to mention, anything like that, Sarah? Um. Let me think. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, journey-wise, it's been really interesting to see how different people approach things. Um, okay. So, some people have sort of, you know, started with a story idea and wanted my feedback on that before they even went to script, and then wanted a lot of feedback on the script. So, so you're not wanting handholding, but really interested in another person's opinion. Okay, uh, interesting. You yeah. know, and 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 like made sure that we were totally happy with the script before it went off to to an artist. You know, like sort of, and then you know, sort of like made sure that I had sight of the art as it was being developed. So there were some of the stories that I've really seen from you know from from the time they were a twinkle in their creator's eye right through which has been really really fun for me and really really interesting to to have input and and, an oversight of something all the way through i mean some of the others like arrived you know a little bit more fully well i think conversely to to the opposite of what you're just saying there some people would say how is this is this going to suit the anthology is this something you want i think you also had the problem of people just going off and creating without being certain it was because we're not no one's getting paid for this i think you know going off and creating stuff without being certain that it's what is going to go in the anthology because there was quite a lot of competition for it wasn't there yeah yeah i mean i originally i think i said it was going to be like 40 pages or something yeah it ended up it ended up being 58 pages so i had to make it bigger and you know by no means everything that was pitched for it ended up in there and i mean i you know, I even I had to turn away some stuff that was pretty good, but yeah. I just I couldn't keep just making it bigger and bigger because it would cost too much print. Um, so yeah, there was there were there were I was really really pleased with um, with how much you know because so, you know at first I thought well what if you know not enough people want to contribute or and you, uh, you know I end up like you know having to go down to the weaker material to fill it up you know and uh, yeah yeah was, i think you are you were certainly at the start of this you were a bit uncertain sorry to interrupt mate but you were you, to yeah. me you were saying what if we don't get enough good stuff what if you don't get enough good yeah. stuff and i said you'll get you'll get more than enough yeah, yeah. and that fortunately right. turned out to be that way didn't it yeah. yeah yeah you were absolutely right more more than enough and 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 it's been really yeah it's been really great seeing, seeing the stuff and some of the stuff like people are really almost working against type like alan henderson's a really good example you know sort of we're 
we're yeah. used to seeing him do like penguin stuff and when i i mean i sort of said to him you're you are going to contribute aren't you Al? because i hadn't heard from him straight away at the start yeah and i really wanted him you know he's, he's a I wanted him to be in there. So I said to him, well, you are going to contribute, aren't you? And I was hoping, you know, I thought maybe you'll do a, like, you know, one of his full page sort of Sunday color strip penguins for us. You know, that's kind of what I was expecting back from him. But what he ended up doing was something completely different, which is quite a, you know, very adult, quite serious, quite um, yeah. a script um, for a, you know, a fantastic sort of, you know, emotional strip that he didn't draw himself um h helena edwardson drew it um and you know it's not what i expected it's a real departure for him i'm sure it's not a departure for him but it's a departure from what we're used to seeing i suppose yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly so that that was really good i was i I was chuffed to bits with that because it was like oh you know I'm, i'm so glad he's he's involved and that he's you know used this as an avenue to try something a little different. Which, yeah, I really like that strip. Yeah. Yeah, really good. And I think uh, H said that it was something really different for her to draw as well. So she you know, she enjoyed yeah. doing it. So I think there's a few people in here who've pushed themselves out of their comfort zone a little bit. And that, and that's, also, always, as, that's always on, as a, as a If you like a kind of a creator that's kind of doing the same thing, an anthology also gives you that chance to experiment and try something different exactly yeah so you could put out a four-page story that you're not sure if this is going to land or not but you sort of test test it out and see what happens exactly and like you know to be fair to some of the people who did throw things by me and the things that didn't necessarily end up in here or or we changed them quite a lot before they got here some of the things kind of didn't land you know some, some some of the experimental ideas that people had you know sort of didn't quite work and uh, but yeah. but it was i think hopefully it was helpful for them to have that sort of you know like conversation with me about it and end up either moving it towards something different you know that did work better that did end up in the book or like maybe okay maybe this isn't going to work maybe we'll try something completely different you know so i mean i, I think a lot of people i mean i certainly do like you know do most of their work just on their own and so they have they're, they're not really getting that much input from anybody else and that you know it's useful to have input from somebody else it's a bit scary because you don't want to sort of show your baby to somebody and for them to say yeah yeah oh, that's rubbish change this do that differently <laughs> you know and, and you know sort of some people take it can that. help can it? it can really help people sometimes yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and i think I, th- I think as long as you're sort of open to it i think it can be helpful and it's made me think that actually because i've I've been talking about it for ages and i've started work on it and i haven't shown anybody anything yet but i'm trying to do like a book about cryptids um and it's made me realize that rather than just doing that completely on on it on my own and then printing it and then just giving it to people because i never sell things i always give people all my stuff away but maybe i actually ought to get other people's opinion on it because it will almost certainly make it better yeah it's a it's a weird world like that isn't it now and obviously something we harp on about is you know getting feedback on your book honest feedback is very important and i think if you were a comics company well i like to think if you're a big comics company uh, certainly a no-brow if you brought a book to someone they would tell you no this doesn't work this works this doesn't work and i think people have to hear that stuff yeah you know and i think you did it in an honest but the thing about you sarah is you're very straightforward about it which i think is great 
Yeah, yeah. And most people that I mean, you know, sometimes I sort of, you know, I still felt I don't, I don't like, you know, not criticizing, but I don't like sort of telling people oh, I don't think this works. That you, you know, this idea you've had, I don't think it's a very good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's any chance of changing this, you know, yeah, what do you think exactly. about this? Or I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling this. You know, there's ways of doing it, aren't exactly. there? You know, yeah. But, yeah, no, but, but I mean, but everybody, almost everybody, <laughs> you know, took my feedback. Yeah. Really well. Um, good and, grace. And, yeah. So and yeah, it, it, it well, was. I know it's a community thing, but essentially, it's your baby. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was also an awful lot of work because I mean, like, we yeah. ended up with what seventeen stories in here, I think, and wow, there was great. many again that you know didn't didn't get end up in here. So there was an awful lot of reading scripts. Comments, I had to bribe the amount of money I had to send you just to get in it. You know, it was <laughs> difficult. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but there has to be, especially like with the, the editor of an anthology, there has to be a moment on both sides of, of the coin where you have to realise that this is the person putting it all together, this is the person that has the final say, this this is the person doing all the work, you know, juggling. God knows how many balls you had to juggle with this. Um, and so, you know, from, from both sides of the coin the buck stops with you doesn't it sarah so like you yeah. ha you have to be sort of like and it's your pocket that's paying for it mate i know we're you know yeah well there's that as well but yeah. i mean i mean there were a couple of times where i made a suggestion and the person said i hear your suggestion i i'd rather leave it as i had it because i think it worked. you know like there were a couple of times it's a discussion mate though it's a discussion. Yeah. someone says and, if you said and, change and, this and yeah. someone said, well, the reason I've kept this in is because of this. I'm open to, you exactly. know, to your opinion. That's fine. Exactly. I mean, that's a discussion. That's yeah. what I mean. So yeah. I'm glad yeah. that in a couple of cases, people, you know, stood their ground. So I'm glad that people didn't feel that they had to take every suggestion I made, you yeah. know, because I'm not yeah. right either. Yeah. But it's great. Like, if you can get someone you can bounce ideas and have an, a good relationship as an editor with, that's yeah. only to improve your work. So it should be treasured and kind of nurtured if you can get someone to do that. Yeah. yeah, I really do believe that, you know, sort of some of the things that we ended up doing as a, you know, not just from things that I said, but as a result of those conversations, because they were very two way conversations. I think we really did make some improvements to, you know, sort of some of the stories as they went through. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, some of them turned up and they were already so good that I didn't have to change it much. You yeah. know, like sort of, you know, so yeah. like from some of the more experienced people like Gareth Hopkins, for example, yeah. I don't think I changed anything on his because he's mm. been doing this for a long time and he knows what he's doing and it was already great so yeah, you know it's <clears throat> you know he, he made my life easy <laughs> um you know so um so i didn't have to you know do too much tweaking on 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 all of the stories but there were some that you know sort of i i had to do a little bit of uh to and fro and i think we did make them better so i'm i'm really pleased with the end result yeah. I mean, I'm so close to it now that I've got to the point, you know, where yeah. you get to the point where you don't even know if it's good or not anymore because you've seen it a million times. I've kind of got a bit to that point now where I, I look at it and I, I don't know I don't know if it's good anymore. But I, I think it is. There will always be. Will and I, I think that's part of the joy of making a comic. Like every single one of us and comics take time. They take a lot of hard work. And no doubt, just before you've put, you've put it on the table in front of you at your first convention, you sometimes you can't stand the sight of it. Uh, yeah. Or, or you're, you're, just you put it on the table, you'll notice a spelling mistake. In yeah, it. yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you open up. yeah. Or, or you're sick of the sight of it until that first printed 
proof comes through and yeah. then all of a sudden it's a whole new experience well you're quite excited by that sarah aren't you you were saying to me yeah, that, I am. Uh, and yeah. i'm definitely not at the sick of the sight of it stage i'm just at the yeah yeah i'm i i'm, I'm not sure if you know like what people are gonna you know how, how it's gonna be received i, I think mean, by, by volume by volume five you'll you'll be yeah, much yeah, more yeah. comfortable yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know what is the size of the, the yeah how big is it Sarah? yeah it is A4, sort yeah. of magazine size, perfect nice. bound, 56 interior pages. Full um, colour? Full colour, yes. So that's quite um, big, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good size. <laughs> <laughs> and and more to the point, what is, I mean, some people may think, oh, well, this is, even if people thought this was a jolly when this whole thing started, this is an actual fully-fledged product. Yeah. It's going to be available. So I think it's important but, that we mentioned the charity. We exactly, the exactly. Yes. That's yeah. what I was getting to because this isn't yeah. just going out to go into pockets, but there, there's a whole charity aspect of it. If you want to tell us more about that, Sarah, there is. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean that that started right from the start because um, while I was waving my arms around like a, one of those tube men outside a used car, <laughs> saying, I want, "I want to make an anthology." I, one of the first things I said then was, "I don't want to make any money out of this because I don't. I, I've never made money out of anything I've done, like art-wise. I don't sell things. It, it's, it's very important <laughs> to me that I don't monetize my hobbies because if I monetize my hobbies, then they become work." And mm. I have Fair a perfectly, point. I have a perfectly good day job that pays me and more than enough money. You know, I don't need more money. Um, so when I paint, I do it purely for fun. If I'm going to make a comic, it'll be for fun. Like the little tiny comics I've made in the past, I've always printed them up and just given them to my friends. I've never sold them. Um, so I was adamant that I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to make money out of this thing. So absolutely any all and any profit that comes off it um i wanted to go to charity um and like the charity that i already volunteer for um and is very close to my heart is is refuge the domestic violence charity so i already uh, support them anyway with various other activities and and money um so yeah so, 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 so with I, that yeah. in mind um yeah. just a side, a side question because i know um certainly i i've known people who have put prose anthologies together um for charities and stuff and yeah. being getting in contact with the charities it's very much about making sure that the content of an anthology lines up with obviously the morals and the ethics of, of said charity is that something yeah. that, that you've been aware of the whole no, way through i mean like i, I mean it, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd be horrified, but like, if, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's refuge is is a charity against domestic violence against men mm. and against women. There's no domestic violence in this comic. I mean, it's it's raucous, it's adult. Yeah, it's there's some, lo- there's some lovely violence, as in like, really cool exactly. comic book violence, but exactly. violence. But no, there's definitely there's definitely not a whiff yeah. of of anything directly that they would disapprove mm. of. But yes, I'm sure that they would probably. And from an editor's yeah. perspective, if anything like that came in from any creator, the alarm bells go off as me- immediately anyway, don't they? Or, or if it's, or, and then you've got to look at the content, the context exactly. of the content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And certainly nobody's tried to write a story specifically on that theme or anything mm. like that. No, I mean, like, they, you know, they, there's, there's no real connection between this is, yeah between this is it's just a fun comic book anthology that's going to exactly it, that is for a brilliant cause 
Um, so w- with that in mind, obviously. Yes. Well, the what... way I. Go on. I was, oh, I was just going to say the way that I'm sort of setting up the actual sort of um, donation thing. So what mm-hmm. I've put on the back of the the book um, is minimum of two pound from each sale donated to refuge. So I'm going to make sure that every for every book sold and all the comp copies that I'm sending out, every book that leaves my hands, I will make sure that I put two pound into refuge, even if all that ever goes out is the comp copies and I end up losing a load of money. I'll make sure that they get that money. If by some miracle I'm getting 150 of these printed, if they all sell, then there'll be more profit than that. And then I'll make up the difference and they'll get that as well. Mm. So they'll get a minimum of two pound per book. Um, and then, as I say, if they all actually sell and I get a little bit more profit, then they'll get that too. Is this something um, that So is... I could end up out of pocket here, but I don't care. They're my favourite charity. No. I, give loads. I give them money all the time. Uh, so. We're going to sell a load. Yeah. We're going to yeah. sell a load. Yeah, yeah. And also, making comics, is no, no one's in pocket when it comes to making comics. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't you... really care about the money aspect of it. So and when, when you make a charity anthology, it should be predominantly about making money for that good cause. Anyway, as soon, as yeah. if you if you put like that kind of message on whatever comic project you're doing, yeah. Then, then for me, it should be. It's got to be about that. It's got to yeah. be about that. Getting that, you know, not just sort of like as a badge of honor. No, this has got to be for for this sort of charity. With that in mind, um, yep. obviously you're going to get some lovely printed copies. Mm-hmm. Um, how are people going to be able to get their hands on them? Oh God, people keep asking me that, and I keep saying, "Oh, I don't know. I'll worry about that when when the, you know further down the road." Um, I think I'm going to probably do a big cartel or something because you can get five products for free on one of those, mm. can't you? And I have two products, so that, will, that we can we can put some on ours, mate, as well if you want. Will yeah. There, yeah. Will there be printed copies? When are you looking to have this printed? Well, it's absolutely 100% ready to go the literally the only thing I'm waiting on is um, I'm hoping to get a couple of pull quotes for the back so I've sent the preview PDF out to three different people um, I won't say who in case they don't get back to me and I don't want to get them in trouble but um, you know you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've had they've had it about a week um, and I asked them if they could try and get back to me with something within a fortnight so they've got another week yet yeah. um, if I haven't heard from any of them by the end of next week then I'll just put something different on the back and send it off to print anyway because I don't want to hold it up any longer um, so um, will there be a chance got... that that we may have copies of it on our table at Thoughtball Oh, we're hoping oh, to have copies of it on our yeah. table. At meanwhile, never mind thought yeah. about. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to have it back before meanwhile. It'll, it'll definitely be back before thought bubble. I mean, I'm not sure. It's um, Rich at CPUK is going to print, be printing it for me. I'm not sure what his current turnaround time is, but I know he's usually pretty quick. Um, so I don't think it'll take that long. As, so as I say, I'll be sending the print files off about this time next week, whether I've got pull quotes or not, and then if we say a couple of weeks for him to, you know, he, I mean, you'll have to do like a sort of a test print and stuff. So yeah. say two or three weeks, I don't know, but I'm hoping because meanwhile it's mid September, isn't it? I'm really hoping yeah. I'll have it by then. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have some to sell on the table and also for yeah. the people who've taken part in it, if they haven't exactly. had one through, it's come and collect Dave it. Yeah. He's, um, tabling yeah. there and he's, he's got a story in there and he said he'd like a couple of copies. Four be there with me. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so that will be, it's, it's, it's first, um, venture out into the wild, really. Nice. Yeah, and, and then there is the, the one big elephant in the room, Sarah. 
Um, obviously, one of the stories features, let's not name them, but an internationally renowned singer. Yes. Oh, God. Will we be sending copies to that person? Only one copy. I'm not made one of money. But yes, exactly. absolutely. Let's yes. send her a copy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, assuming you've got her home address through your contact. I can see it. I can see it now, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've really built yourself a comfortable spot in that tree, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> the Wi-Fi signal what, is brilliant. nice and clear. You never know I'd... where I've been. I'll shit in a bag and take it with me, so you can never tell where I've been. Oh, you know I'll I mean? tell you what, there's the pull quote for the back of the issue, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want you to get your hopes up too much that she'll actually respond, because like, I'm definitely sending her a copy, but whether, yeah. we'll, whether we'll get any comment from her, I think... I wanna, I wanna, oh, I'm gonna, just going to pop home for a bit of lunch, get home, put Loose Women on. Hang on a minute, Sarah's on Loose Women. <laughs> Are you gonna like put a note with it saying like you're in you're in this comic or just send yeah. it to and see, yeah. yeah 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna do a covering letter and basically apologise for it but <laughs> no. might get a knock on the door like oh Bill saying yeah yeah we got sending them seeing material we'd like to speak to you please miss portrays her as absolutely badass and I think she'll love it I think so I think I'd love it if it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing yeah. Jane, by the way, Tony does, I'm sure. <laughs> Can we cut that? Can we cut that out? Yeah, no, it's fine. That's fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I reckon she'll take it, you know, with her on an next cruise ship, like leave it lying around in the lounge. Oh, my God. I mean, like, right, just I, I, I'm just thinking her leaving me lying around in the lounge. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. I love people think that's Oh, like God, oh he, God, he's he's already writing the next fucking chapter. That's what he's doing in his yeah, head. Yeah, it's got a cliffhanger on it. Yeah, uh, and not, ju- not just because uh, of Mr. Cumber. <laughs> See what I mean? Cliffhanger. Come on, Cliff. That, uh-huh. that, that, that has to be the name of your studio. Oh, definitely, yeah. I'm very excited yeah. to see Cliff. I told somebody at work, because I reminded them that I'm off on Wednesday because I'm going to pick Cliff up from the uh, for the airport, as 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 you may or may not know. Um, and um, I, I sort of reminded somebody at work, and they're like, "Oh, why aren't you on Wednesday?" I said, "Oh, I told you, I'm, I'm picking my friend Cliff up from the airport." And they said, "Is it Cliff Richard?" <laughs> and that I was his limo driver. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's Cliff Richard. Yeah, yeah he's oh, my God. best mate. Yeah. <laughs> I pick him up from Heathrow all the time." <laughs> I can see you and Cliff Richard together. You reckon? Yeah. Are you at saying the, that I look like Sue Barker? Like Sorry? Are you saying I look like Sue Barker? Oh, I forgot about Sue Barker. God, all these yeah, references that together, are going... There's a lot of references that are going so over a lot of people's heads right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, anybody oh. under 50 won't remember Go Sue. and look up Wired for Sound. Class. Absolute class. Why did you go class? Class. <laughs> it was, it's just making me moist. Oh, my word. Oh, dear. So, oh, I, how can I get back onto the topic after that? I was in a lorry. It's quite a story. I was in a lorry once with a mate of mine, and he's, like, in another world. And he's sort of shifting about in his seat there. And I said, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? And he went, Cliff Richard, wife of sound. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> he was, like, playing it in his head. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, mate, I hear like, noise outside. There's some fucking mentalist letting off fireworks. Uh, it's fucking pissing with rain as well. Jesus. Oh, well. I mean, I mean, they obviously knew that Sarah was going to take part in this. 
It's always fireworks when Sarah's on the show. Yeah. Come on, come on, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it all the guests always lower themselves to our level? <laughs> I was just saying, because Dan says it's raining. It's so funny. I, I tell you what, you oh, you so have the award. You are so easy to, to wind up. <laughs> you're the best straight person in the world, Sarah. You know that, don't you? Ah. <laughs> oh. Put an iPad in her hands. We've heard about that story, by the way. You and the yes. iPad. Move your finger up and down. <laughs> Does everyone hear the tut? There it is. <laughs> the official tut. There you I go. I just didn't know how to select a colour with the with the. I'm trying to help what, you. I didn't know what the iPad equivalent of the little eyedropper thing eyedropper was. Tool. It's yeah. It's That's fine. Cool. It's fine. You have to do it with your finger. Oh, Here we go again. You Here we go again. She does it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like the Barbara Windsor of the ACP. Oh um, but for more information, <laughs> brilliant. I'm Sid James. Yeah, well, clearly. Um, to Sorry, find... have, I, have I done a really bad job of selling this book? It's no, really you've done, done a really good job. You've done an amazing job. That's, no, why, I'm, really well. that's why I'm now yeah. going to ask the, the question where can people uh, follow you to find out more about when this is going to be available, etc.? Well, I, I've been really, really rubbish actually at hyping it so far because I think I've because I didn't know exactly when it was going to come out. You want it in your hands first, don't like you? That. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I haven't really done an awful lot of. Um, so I mean, if they go and find me on social media, they won't actually find that much about it yet. Well, you uh, don't know when they'll be listening, Sarah. But 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 oh, that is true. But I promise, <laughs> when one once it is available, I will be uh, I will be making much more of a fuss about it. So probably the best place to look would be on my Twitter because that's where I do most comic related talk and lots of really boring stuff about COVID statistics. So just skip over those bits. Um, so yeah, my Twitter is at implausible seventeen, the number seventeen. So at implausible seventeen. Mm. There you go, nice and easy to remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Quite um, plausible. Indeed. No, implausible. Yeah. Don't complicate matters, Tony. No, I'll try, no, I'll try my best too. There's yeah. probably somebody entirely different and they Plausible seventeen. Very yeah. sensible person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but there will of course be links in the show notes, etc. And um yeah. And, and I will be setting up a big cartel and there'll be a digital version you can buy and uh, the physical version. And I think I'm going to try and put a thing on there where if they buy, the, I'm going to do the digital version pretty cheap, but sort of like have a sort of a separate one if they want to do an extra donation to the charity. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be doing I'm, that. Very important. I've not, I've not been it, like the way I looked at it was more. I don't want to make any money out of it, so if it makes any money, I'm going to donate it to charity rather than it being a specifically a charity fundraising project. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The project yeah. to me is, um, you know, a group of people have come together to make what's actually turned out to be, I believe, a really good anthology that's actually worth mm. buying, whether you're yeah, part of the community or it's not. It's going to entertain yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's so, the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I, it's its first function isn't really a charity fundraising thing, but I just wanted to make very clear that that no. I didn't make any money out of it because, as I say, as soon as I make money out of things, it taints them for me. I'm not... Yeah, I don't same as what them. we've done with the cut of art. We, we did the same yeah. with the Horror Chronicles, yeah. Sarah. We'll never make money out of that, but it's nice that people have donated as well for that. Just you know? look yes. out for this comic. Yeah. Get, get, like, a brilliant anthology and just be... 
happy in the knowledge you're actually uh, putting money towards a good cause as well. And I've already exactly. donated mine, and you can. If you contact Sarah, I'm sure there'll be a way that you can donate early if you want to. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Somebody has. He's already sent me some money for the charity. I've had to put it aside. $1 million. Yeah. To make yeah. sure that I didn't <laughs> Yeah. And, and also, um, everyone tell Sarah that she's done a great job of sending yes. this anthology. Pat her on the back in, well, a, they, in a they, cyber yeah. way. I'd rather they said that after they've read it because I actually want, you know, I, I, I genuine feedback. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> not because oh feedback. no, not not the book of, of your selling capabilities. There's oh, a lot yes. of people now yeah. that that already know that they've um, in in their heads they've pre-ordered it and they want it. Yeah, I know that. Good. Yeah, good. I honestly think it, I honestly think it's a good product. I'm really proud of it. It's a great. It's a great product. Allow me to say also that one of our friends. Um, uh, actually comment on it by saying why does Tony always write about weird sex stuff yeah. so if that's not going to make the, you buy it I don't know what it is I think the exact quote was what is Tony's obsession with gross sex <laughs> so it wasn't weird it was gross gross that's yeah. better gross yeah. sex what gets me is like, <laughs> the, the people that ask this question have met Tony, so they don't need to ask the question. Exactly. <laughs> good friends of ours. It's, it's weird. It's a real circle of life thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All sex is gross. <laughs> uh, and what a, what a segue for the <laughs> shout-outs. Uh, do oh. do we do we have any shout outs this week? Uh, I've got I a couple some. actually. Uh, here we yeah. go. Here we go. Shall I go first? Go for it. Yeah, you go for it. Camp VAO seven issue two is now live yeah. on Kickstarter oh, from our friend yeah. James McCulloch. I've I've backed it. Get on it. Uh, congratulations to the Phoenix. Up to yes. five hundred issues. Outstanding. Uh, yeah. It's been a couple of years since we had anyone on for the Phoenix, but so uh, yeah, well done. Yeah. That's a, quite an achievement, isn't it? You know, it really is. Um, meanwhile, has just added Laura Howell. A buddy of ours to the lineup, 18th and 19th of September in Coventry. You've just heard us talk about it. Get along. We'll be at, we'll um tribute press will be there that there is a, have a table, and Sarah will be there on one of the days. I think Sarah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm only going on the Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah, Sarah's large in it and sort of flouncing in and out on the Sunday. So <laughs> if you can find, <laughs> so we'll be there. So then we'll have we'll have some copies of the anthology there as well. So come and come by the table if you if you just fancy buying one in person. And if it's on the Sunday, Sarah and I and four people will be there to sign it. Probably if you fancy yep. getting it ruined. I believe it's free to get in, but you do have to pre-book a ticket, like a free ticket via like oh. Eventbrite. It's one of those jobbies. So uh, okay. if you want to come, uh, they, they it's not going to cost them anything. They just need to sort of pre-book. I think they just want to have a, a you know a good handle on numbers because of COVID and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. A good place to follow them is Meanwhile Festival on Instagram, all one word. And you, they just put out some details of the drink and draw they're going to do, which sounds like fun as well. So there you go. In Cathedral, which is a beautiful. Oh yeah, that's right. Location. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to be one nice place in Coventry, isn't there? It's my old hometown. <laughs> I won't hear a word against Carl. <laughs> um, just, uh, just to say, any uh, statements or um, again, you've said that already. That Tony Esmond says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I just probably need to record something and then just drop the audio in. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Just do that. Or do one of those things where you say it really, really fast, like terms and conditions, yeah. like sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a liar. Just yeah. do that. Just have yeah. a little audio. Yeah. He's a liar. Yeah, one of those quick sort of like you know the the medicine adverts in America, yeah, like listening to yeah. listening to Tony Edsman may we'll cause side effects we'll such, such as ra- rashes, impotency, and, uh, and yeah, death. And, death. Death. Button, and death. And death. Those are the three. You get a rash, you're impotent, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> just have a hot button on your computer, one of the function buttons that just goes, "He's a wanker." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dear. Dan, you said you got a couple. Yes, Tony uh, nabbed on my ones. So. Oh, okay. Did I? Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, you still do have time as we're recording this to jump in on Beast Hunting Battle Badges. Oh, yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Um, the collective volume 1 to 6 um, runs out August the 15th and it's storming it as well it should. Um, there's still a bit of time on Sugarcane Cyberpunk by Kev Calling, cover artist. Oh, oh yes. This, this anthology How could I forget that? Yeah. <laughs> needs a little poke, doesn't it? Almost there. Almost yeah. there. Just needs a little push over the edge. Needs a yeah. little poke. Yeah. Oh. You dirty minded person. Well, speaking of dirty minds, uh, Jen Yilblad's latest short, <laughs> short horror comic. We How's her budgie? Have you seen it recently? We, we love it. It passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, oh bring it down. Hey. Oh, it's my fault. I've ruined everything. But this this should cheer you up, Tony, because her latest um, Kickstarter, which has already been yep. wildly successful, Promenade, which is a short horror comic, inspired by things that she's seen while taking her dog for a walk. And oh, the the star of the comic book is her dog. And she, I saw a picture of her online online the other day, and she looks like she'd had her head in a I don't know in like yeah, a, a load of I mean tar or something. Yeah, it's performance art with with Jen, and we need to get her back. I mean, she's someone that's a proper sort of in the trenches making comics. I um, love her. She's yeah, great. Yeah, I think this has been a suggestive episode. <laughs> oh yes, yes, but yes. Let's get her on. She to... likes talking about sex. Ask her. Yes, yeah, so she's, she's yes. Norwegian or something, isn't she? She's Swedish. <laughs> Swedish. Oh, sorry, sake, Tony, you're a disgrace. Yeah, Swedish racist. Um, just stop talking about. Just, yeah, just... <laughs> and yes. all her pets. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm the bad guy again. Yeah, there you go. There's the name of this episode. Um, but definitely promenade. Look for it on Kickstarter. It looks. Um, it's, I think it's um, a sort of a signature, uh, a sort of sequel piece to go with an original book of hers called Signature, which is another short horror comic. And it's horror. She does horror in the way that Junji Ito, like creepy black and white type stuff. So it's definitely, um, if you like that kind of stuff, you definitely want to check out Jen's uh, horror stuff. Um, yes, and I think that's mine. I'm sure, uh, as always, I'm sure there's going to be lots that I haven't. Have you got any shouts out, Sarah? Well, can I really, really, really quickly shout out all my wonderful contributors in the uh, in yes, the that's apology? So, know who's it, in you, it. You have two, ten seconds. Go. Okay, oh, right, no. ready. Kev calling Rob Jones, Tony Esmond, Neil Johnson, Gary Hill, David Livens, Forp, Alan Henderson, Helena Edwardson, Gareth A. Hopkins, Dave Robertson, Andy Hanks, Cliff Cumber, Ken Reynolds, Matt and Zeke Simmons, Family Affair, JWC. Uh, Sarah Harris, that's me, Dave Hingley. I said my own name wrong. Um, <laughs> Pete Dory, uh, Dave Hingley again, Jason Garrettly, um, uh, Susie Gander, Alan Purdy, Martin Feekins, Damian Edwardson, Joseph Simons. And that's it. There you go. Well that's done. everybody. There you go. Nice one. Thank nice. you, everybody. You're all stars. Well done. There you go. Put that on your testimonials, people. Sarah yeah, stick that in your stars. pill quotes. In your pill, pill quotes. Anyway. I know that came out wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you. Um, <laughs> but it's time. <laughs> this goes in wrong. Th- th- this could be good because um, Sarah, Sarah, like Tony Esmond, is one of the people that, re- uh, for me, um, is the person I know that reads the most comics of anyone. Um, she can't read all the comics because Tony Esmond's doing that. We, so, we we manage between us, don't we, Sarah? Yeah, I think yeah, we do yeah. all right. Yeah, because God, yeah. you read all the superhero stuff, because I don't read a lot of superhero stuff. And, and I you read, read everything else. 
I read everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, I've read the first two or three trades of this one you're going to talk about, exactly. and I like it. So I'm, you're going to talk about the more recent issues. Are you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, get, and it, like, it gets stronger and stronger as it goes as well. So, like, okay. you, so you've what got are you re- heads. What are you recommending to our lovely listeners oh, this week? Okay. I, I, oh, you're going to shout at me because I'm going to break the rules right before I even start. Here we go. Because it took me ages to choose because I was really, really, really torn because I do read a lot of comics and I read a lot of really good comics. So I'm going to do a really super quick context-free shout-out to my runners-up first. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> so these were all short miniseries, so four or five issues each, so a single trade each. So these are like really easy ones to pick up. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you anything about them other than they were all amazing and I insist insist that you go read them immediately okay one of them's gonna make one of them's gonna make you cry one of them's gonna make you smile and the other one's just gonna blow your mind for the art in it so I'm not gonna tell you which is which so the three runners up were Tyler Boss's Dead Dog's Bite on Dark Horse Crimson Flower by Matt Kint and Matt Lesniewski Um, also Dark Horse um, and Stray Dogs uh, the image book from Tony Fleece and Trish Forster this is one that you've talked about many times and I I keep meaning to get into it big seller man that's sold out first print all all over the place all three of those they're now completed miniseries you can pick up one trade and they're done you know they're all really short short sharp and sweet but fantastic good but they're not the books I'm actually going to talk about so so I've done the cheap bit right so yeah the actual book that I'm going to recommend. As I say, it took me ages to choose one. So this one's been running quite a lot longer. First issue of this came out from Image back in January 2018. Um, so a very, very long while ago. Like I was saying before, whole different era. My whole life was different in 2018. Um, so it feels like feels like I've been reading this book for a really, really, really long time, and it's remained consistently excellent throughout those last three years. And it's unusual for me to like stick with a book that long, really, and not sort of get bored of it. Um, so it's a horror anthology, um, and it's uh, from writer W. Maxwell Prince, who some people might remember from One Week in the Library, which was like a sort of an OGM that Image brought out in, I'm going to say, 2016, 2017, okay. which is one of my favourite like one-off books ever. Um, um, so I kind of... I noticed this comic because of him, because I knew that he'd written something else that I really liked. The artist on it is Martin Marazzo, um, and it's coloured by Chris O'Halloran, letters and design by somebody or something called Good Old Neon. So like a an entity called Good Old Neon. Sex and the robot. design on this is really, <laughs> really, yes, and the design on this is really, really strong. So it's 24 issues in, still going strong. And it's called Ice Cream Man. I haven't told you what it's called. It's called Ice Cream Man. So, yeah, horror anthology called Ice Cream Man from Image. You don't need to worry about catching up if you listen to what I say and think, oh, that sounds interesting. Or you don't have to fret if you can't track down all the back issues because every story is standalone. So you can totally dip in and out of this. you call it an anthology. That's interesting to me, mate, because I've read the first three, I think. And it's not not how people might see an anthology, is it? It's not... It's almost like there is there are themes running through it. There are definitely themes, yeah. And I mean, characters, the, aren't there? The titular, yeah. the titular ice cream man himself, and, and his, his who's his opposite number, race. the cowboy one. Um. Oh God, that, that was that was really early. That was a long yeah. while ago, Tony. Sorry, mate. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like issue three or four or something, wasn't it? Cowboy he appears for about a couple of trades, doesn't he? Then, he, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm interrupted. You carry on, please. No, that's all right um 
so yeah i mean i do consider it an anthology but it's a consistent creative team the whole way through and there are as you say there are themes there are sort of characters that dip in and out but the stories all work completely spiders um, standalone you can read them in any order you can read them alone and it you know it wouldn't matter at all that you hadn't read the other stories um so they but they've put and although they are lots of separate stories they've pulled it together so beautifully um as i say same creative team same look and feel and some other really sort of stylistic choices that threw me to start with like how a lot of the characters in every story have the same face i mean even though it's different stories different people different characters They're like analogs almost the same, aren't they? yeah also, the same yeah. so the only way i can describe it is like it's a tv show with a totally new story each week but it's the same actors like it's the same ensemble cast in a way yeah yeah, yeah you so, mean yeah so, so it's is like you so you keep seeing these same characters and i've got to admit that at first i thought maybe this martin marazzo guy just can't draw different faces you know like maybe, yeah yeah maybe he can only draw three people but I've since read him. He did. He worked on um, a really another really good comic called uh, "She Can Fly" with Chris Campwell, right. and he was the artist on that. Loads of different faces, body types, and everything in that. So I know he can draw beautifully, and he can do like lots of different characters. But so this is a real stylistic choice that they've gone with. with this. It's got that sort of, like you say, it's got that like players in a theatre, yeah, m- morality play almost. Yeah, all it? very like, much yeah. like a morality play. Yeah, and the yeah. lead male character almost always looks exactly the same from from month to month. You know, so yeah. as I say, it's like it's the same actor playing loads of different parts. Um, and then the other sort of they've got other sort of stylistic things that pull it together, like visual elements, and they've got like a really nicely designed, like a sort of a wallpaper end paper each each month um, at the front and end of the book that. Yeah, Vince, you'd love it. Yeah, really it? Yeah, nice like end design yeah. end papers mm. that pull together like sort of, you know, aspects from that month's story in in so the design. Nice. In a way, the art reminds me a little of someone like Frank Quietly. There's yeah, there's a little bit of that sort of lank. People tend to be lankier yeah, okay. often. Yeah, quite yeah. angular. Yeah, sort of often yeah. a little bit grotesque. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, as I say, I'm sure I'm sure all that is deliberate though. That that sort of, you know, consistency of like the character design and stuff. Even as you move from very different types of stories, I mean, as you say, you've got one that's a western, you've got one that's set in space, you've got, yeah. you know, so they're, they're they're very different settings, very different stories, and very different story treatments. Then that's why I was sort of saying you've got some real treats coming for you. Yeah. Going forward because they've they've really got more and more as the series has gone on. It's, and it's not like, like it's, sorry to interrupt, yeah. mate, but it's it's not like they go, oh, let's do one in space this week. There's a there's a theme thing going on. Uh, I think it's trade two that I read, yeah. where there's the one that really stayed with me is where the, the dude throws himself off a building, yeah. and as he passes each floor, different yes. things are happening. It's one of my like favorites, but there's a woman running through the building, and she meets this bloke who says, "Oh, I love you. I've killed my wife. Here's a head." And there's another one where they're in a boardroom and there's a bird pecking eyes out of people. And, and he, as he's falling, he's, he's falling. narrating almost this, yeah. the, the things that are happening. It's, it's so clever. That's, that's what, yeah, but yeah, that's exactly the next thing I'd written down to say. I've put some of these stories are so darn clever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They play with format yeah. in a load of totally unique ways. And the more he's gone on, the more I, th- I think his, as his confidence has grown, 
yeah. he's done that more and more and in more sort of unique and crazy ways. So you've got like issue 13, I think it was, is formatted as a palindrome. So you can read the whole oh, okay. issue forwards or backwards. It makes total sense in both directions. What's and the that one that's formatted like so traffic well lights colours? Like the, yes. there's like something good's happening at the top, in the middle yeah. not so good, at the bottom it's a nightmare, and it yeah. carries through the pages like that. It's yeah. incredibly well that done. That was yeah. a really good one. Yeah. You've got there's a choose your own adventure type story, and I've seen right. a oh, few, nice. I've seen a few people do those. Yeah, he does it in a different way that I haven't seen before, and it's really clever. And I'm not going to spoil how it's different because I want people to experience it for themselves. And if I tell you how it, you know, it'll, it'll ruin it. There's a really good story that's structured like a crossword puzzle. Right. The whole way through, and that was a really like even just some of the subject matters are like really unique. So that one, the one that's formatted like a crossword puzzle, it's kind of about like about how you could you know you could be sort of married in middle age and just sort of you know how banal your life has become and the horror of that banality almost. And like <laughs> I wasn't aiming this at you, and um, <laughs> but. It, you know, it doesn't. It isn't just a oh god, is my life terrible? Obviously, it goes off into a very a proper you know horrory direction. But it's it's a it, it's a story. It, you know, he doesn't just fall back on standard horror tropes for his horror stories. Some of his horror stories come from very unusual directions, and that was a really good example of one. There's one really fun one that's like it's it's like a Letterman type sort of you know late night talk show. And it's almost all prose and spot illustrations, and it keeps jumping backwards and forwards through time. So it it doesn't even look like a normal comic, but it works so well. And it, it, he just almost every month there's there's you know, a whole different. How am I going to play with the format of what people think comics are this month? That's really but interesting, mate. Well because as I don't... doing that as well as yeah. the gimmicks, it's not just gimmicks because each time there's a really good story in there as well. So you, sometimes tell... people just do a gimmick and they forget to write a good story, don't they? You know. Yeah. Mm. Can I? Whereas can I just? Both. Can I just bring up something here? There's something that you and I have talked about this week. Now, I bought you a trade paperback for your birthday, and it turned out you already had it, and it was a Vonnegut book. It was sort of House Five. Um, now, that's something we've spoken a lot about, and I think we've both read the book. I mean, I'm a I've had a bit of a Vonnegut rip last few weeks. Yeah. I've read a lot of his stuff. And that also does that. I wonder whether Vonnegut's an influence. It just suddenly occurs to me that it may oh, well be. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, Breakfast of Champions. That really plays into a lot of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the guy, I mean, the, the Prince, the guy who wrote these comics, he, so as I say, I think the first comic he wrote was that um, One Week at the Library that I mentioned. Yeah. But I think before that, he was a prose author. So I think he's come from prose fiction into comics. He didn't come straight into comics. And I think yeah. that shows in the sort of the way that he's like, he's not confined by the standard idea of how a comic works. Yeah. You know, he's, he's always pushing back against that. Against yeah, a little, little um, worthy mention there for the Vonnegut Slaughterhouse Five. Yes, R-back. it's wonderful. Brilliant. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, I love the original little. Well, it's hardly a novel. It's tiny, isn't it? The like novella, novella isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That I was a little bit nervous about the, the adaption in case I didn't think it was good enough. <laughs> but it <laughs> seems know? to do all the time jumps really and everything good. really well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it does. Really good. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. I think sorry. That's all right. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done, really, other than just sort of reeling off another couple of my favourites of these. As I say, there's been 24 of them so far, and they're all really good. There was a really good one, um, a really different take on, on Alzheimer's. And that one stayed with me for weeks. It was really, really, really moving. And it's pretty, it's pretty wide. <laughs> so that's a bit of a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's easily forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, and it's, there's, it's there's still... fourth wall breaks and there's all sorts yeah. of things. They're clever books, but they're not, they're not clever for the sake of being clever and they're not annoyingly yeah. clever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're not showing off, but yeah, they are clever. Yeah. Is it, I, I'm not surprised that he doesn't do loads of other comics at the same time because the, yeah. the brain power it must be to come up with all that yes. sort of thing and yeah. you know get it down yeah. on paper and explain it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so. they jump from genre to genre. You've got sci-fi stories, cowboy stories, superhero stories. They've got like noir type detective stories. They did a quarantine pandemic special, which was really good. They've all got twists and they're not obvious twists i mean i often see a twist coming i'm sure we do i've I've read a lot (laughs) over my life you know like as i say i don't watch much tv i don't watch many movies but i have read voraciously since the age of six and so generally twists i can see them when you read either fog's future shocks or sci-fi short stories you know pretty much every twist don't you at this this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, but whereas a lot of these twists i haven't seen them coming and so i appreciate them all the more Mm-hmm. The only other thing worth mentioning for this is the variant. I know we t- we we poo poo variants quite quite rightly a lot of the time, but this does have some lovely variants. I know Fraser Irving's done some yes. nice ones, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I get sort of mine, I like the the guys at my local comic shop. They know what what I like, so they'll they'll usually pick the variant that they think I'll like best each yeah. month. You know, of it, and like even if it's one of the ones that they've had to pay more for, they never charge me extra because they're nice. nice. So, so I've 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 got a real interesting sort of like mix of, of varying covers in my in my we need another sarah con they were good we did a few of them yeah. didn't they? we need another yeah. sarah con yeah we enjoyed like, that didn't we v yeah that was a good couple of times yeah. That? yeah yeah we yeah. did a couple yeah they were fun sarah con that wasn't what it was actually called <laughs> <No>. <laughs> back to the no. my ego being huge yeah. thing yeah. again um, but we'll, yeah, we'll make it infamous. So yeah, I, I, I think I think I better wrap up because we've talked about it enough. But I can't recommend it enough. I, I, like I said before, I rarely stick with a comic like month in month out for years on end. I tend to get bored with them. Yeah. But this one reinvents itself every single month, and and I'm always really excited to see what you know fresh mindfuck they've come up with. Yeah, it, it does remind one. me of a '90s Vertigo book in a way as well. Yeah. You know. It could it could easily be a nineties Vertigo book, and I know you're a big fan of those series. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vertigo so, was my was my my jam. Of, yeah. yeah, my thing. So go forth and add Ice Cream Man to your yes. um your pool lists and wish lists, and maybe the book that you um pick up this week that you're going to read. Absolutely, and I think there's like six trades out so far. If people want to go back and dip into the yeah, trades. it's prodigious, yeah. isn't it? He's done a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. only. Well, as I say, that has been over sort of three. And I know, a half but a lot of people kind of paused, didn't they, for almost four. a year, didn't they? At one yeah, point, yeah. yeah. There was only one other thing I was going to say. I went, I keep a little nerdy spreadsheet because I am a nerd, where I like note down <laughs> everything that I've read, and I'll give them each one a score out of ten and stuff. I do that with things. Yeah, and like over like for the last year, I had a look, and I'm averaging for everything that I've read. My average score is about six point six point seven was my average score, so I'm not super <laughs> generous with the points. But I had a look back at the last sort of few ice cream mans that I'd read, and they got eight seven ten ten eight nine seven ten nine eight. So that it's it's a pretty fine run, you know. Some obviously like it, it takes a lot for me to give a comic a ten, and it's got 
three tens in there. Yeah, but I keep I a little notebook noticed, like that in my twenties. Yeah, for similar things. Yeah, but I yeah. did notice as I was going through it that I'd put a note by one of them that said, "Don't let Tony read this one." Dog in peril. Oh no, I don't like that. Yeah. So avoid mm. issue twenty. Oh, okay. I'm not up to that yet. There okay. It's, really, it's a great issue, but yes. Oh, yeah. Dog in peril. That there one's not. That one's not for you. Dogging I don't like peril. dogging. Have you no. been dogging then, have you? Oh, see, yeah. sorry, right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> right, who would like to go next? Shall I go next? I can... oh, go, go on, on then, Dan. Yeah. You go, Dan. Go on. Uh, mine's the uh, a Dark Horse collection of the original comic series of The Terminator. First yes. put out in the late... No, it was in uh, 1990s. Yeah, oh, that's the series. Uh, it was a long old time Early ago. 90s, I think, wasn't it? Early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I think... I was introduced to this, maybe like you guys were. Uh, they did like a weekly version or a monthly one in uh, news news agents. And they had like a green cover with was the meltdown or something like that, was it? No. no, this one came on its own. Yeah, oh, right, like okay. Terminator in the front, and then there was another backup story. You know, like kind of they did with the Punisher. Yeah, and yeah. that's. I think it was like a four size or a bit mm. bit larger. Yeah, yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd realised that. Vince is a big fan of this artist, and I didn't realize how much he had actually like had an impact on me. Yeah, and a little meltdown, called... didn't he? Online this week yeah. on the WhatsApp group, Vince. C- Chris Warner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I absolutely love this stuff, and I can remember reading the the product one, which I've looked up, and they're selling on Amazon now for two hundred and something odd pounds, which is a little bit out of my price range for a book, to be honest. Uh, but he's just absolutely dynamite. Like so much energy and. And motion in his artwork yeah uh, it's absolutely lovely stuff and uh yeah I, I, it's a great cracking hardback it's got silver edging on the side of the books Ooh, sort of bring up the terminator theme Ooh. uh yeah i'm not sure what else to say about it so yeah. it's absolutely I think, I think bloody chris warner's one of those artists that and i know tony said i had a meltdown because it's one of those he is a, a massive influence on me and and I think he's one of those truly sort of unsung I think so, yeah. artists yeah. because he he was a dark horse staple. He was um he was the first person to say, What if aliens crossed over with Predator? And then he was the artist for that brilliant book. Um and then he he like you say, the Terminator books, he had a hand in creating that I've forgotten the name of the Dark Horse universe that had barbed wire and X. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know you no, mean. He was ones, an artist yeah. for X as well, I think, for a long time. Every, you see like some of his black and white pages and like one off pieces. Just Google them because they're absolutely stunning. Um yeah. I th- I think maybe there there there's a there's a place in the in the future for us talking about artists that maybe not enough people know about. I, 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 I tried to find him on like socials, but he's, there's very he's, little. He's very there. probably sensible. Anyway. He's clearly a very yeah. wise man. Yeah, yeah, yeah very wise say, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing I could find was like interviews that other podcasts and uh, magazines have done with him, but none himself. But I think he actually works in quite a senior position within yeah. Dark Horse now, yeah, as an editor or something. Uh, it's a shame that like send that email off, a, boy. Yeah, you get people yeah. like so talented at their their job, but then they they get moved into an area where they're not using that skill directly anymore. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to draw. But... He he did a he did a series creator own series called Black Cross 
for Dark Horse, which I picked oh, up. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked I up that. an issue. What was that team book you mentioned that I went looking for? Team Seven. He did it. He team did Seven, it. that's yeah, right. Yeah, which was the, the image oh, book. Oh, the yeah. first image. series, wasn't it? The it, first series of that, not the... It wasn't the first series. There's been three, I think. There was Team seven, seven came back as part of the New 52. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, this was when it was Image, and I think it was just Team Seven in a jungle kind of story, and it was just one off. And I'm, I remember having one issue, and it, I think I had forgotten about it. But now that's going on the list of if ever I'm in a comic mart. Yeah, I need to find, find that. Find yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the sort of list. If we all three of us go to a comic mart, we need to join our lists together. So yeah. we're all we're all keeping we're an eye out. Keeping yeah. an eye out. Yeah. 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 Tag teaming. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a list. You can look for all my stuff too. <laughs> Yes, okay. You have got a list. You've got your birthday list, haven't you? Yeah, I'm nearly done. Nearly done oh, with okay. it. Oh, I've got right. about six left to find. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, my my recommendation is going to be a quick recommendation because it's it's a series we've already talked about. Um, issue two came out this week from Vault Comics, written by Michael Morisi, art by Nathan Gooden, coloured by Alison Duke, and letters by Jim Campbell. Um, I was talking about how the first issue promised so much and hopefully it would deliver as i normally do with the first issues and i can confidently say that barbaric is now my top of <laughs> top of my to read pile every time an issue of this fucking awesome comic comes out because it is it is my flavor baby it is so good i read the tony actually read the second issue before me this week Oh, I read it on digital. You're reading it on digital as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm reading it digital. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to pick up a hardcover of it as well. I, I'm actually subscribed yeah, it sounds to it great. Well. Yeah. yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, for those that um, may may not have heard when I first talked about it, Owen, the barbarian, <laughs> has been cur- <laughs> cursed to do good with what remains of his life. His bloodthirsty weapon, axe, has become his moral compass with a drinking problem. And it drinks blood. His axe. Together they wander the realm foredoomed to help any who seek assi- to help any who seek assistance. But there is one thing Owen hates more than a life with rules, and that's witches. Welcome to the skull cracking, blood splattering, mayhem loving, loving comic. Brave enough to ask, how can a man sworn to do good do so much violence? Ha <laughs> ha! We're just fucking with you. It's just barbaric. That is. That's that's a synopsis and a half. Issue two. So there's more blood, more hay- mayhem, more mon- monsters. And so will Axe get drunk on blood? Yes, and you're going to love it. Um, it's very much... It's, it's, what, I like, what I love about this comic is there's a real great sense of knowing the tone. It, it's, it's a fa- it really is a fantasy book that is, is drawn from, you know, whether it be Conan or Dungeons & Dragons, all these types of things. If you just like the fantasy genre... And a healthy dose of violence. Um, this is up your street. He, there are some subtle. I, I want to say social messages. There's sometimes there's some some jokes, isn't there? There's some real satire that goes on. Oh between, yeah, that made me laugh this week. Between yeah, the lines. So, so in the first issue, we had like a piss take on people who go on about trickle down economics, which made me laugh. Uh, and then the second one, there's they're in the middle of the shit, aren't they? There's like they're about yeah. to be overwhelmed with this force, this sort of magical force. And um, he calls her something like "you dark witch" or something like that. And she says, "Oh no, I think you need to address me properly." And he goes, "We're about to be killed. <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just brilliant. Um, there's, I texted you at that moment, yeah. so it's just off, yeah. It's um it will genuinely make you laugh, but also it's it's a kick ass action story as well. There's a great, great world building. The artwork by Gooden is is just getting better with every issue. Um wonderful colours going on. There 
there's a brilliant like they the two there's two characters. I mean, yes, Owen the Barbarian is the main one, but he's in the second one, he's sort of teaming up with a witch. And there's a wonderful sort of colour palette that goes in when they go through this sort of dark cave. Like there's almost a ready tint to him. I think it's green with her, isn't it? I think as they're right. walking through these caverns. And just the colours are, are beautiful in this book. Um yeah, the char- characters are written so well. There are always lines that will make me laugh. Like you have the there's a partial sort of like the flashback um, story where the, the witch is talking, and it's slightly interrupted by I think the axe speaks. I can't. I, that's the only thing I wasn't quite sure about because the the word balloon is in the shape of an axe, but I'm not sure whether it's Owen or the axe that says it. Um, because she's talking about how she start stayed at this sort of um, like a cathedral, wasn't it? Or like a an abbey, isn't yeah, it? An, an abbey. abbey. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She goes. I stayed there for months, praying, meditating, fasting. I sacrificed so much. Hold up. Does this story have any nudity? What? Oh no, gross. <laughs> 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 so even as she's telling telling this deep sort of like personal story, the characters will still interrupt, and it and it. But it's genuinely funny. I love it. The it's violent in a brilliant sort of way. Even ghosts get mashed up. Axe is a cult character, I would say, in the making, but already the Axe is absolutely phenomenal. I think this is designed to be popular to people called Vincent, because Vince B at EOC, this is his favourite book of the year, you know? <laughs> oh, really? It, it is, it, yeah, yeah. It, it could be one of mine. Yeah, there was, there's, yeah. A, there's a story... Um, <laughs> There's a story about a, a backstory as they're walking around. He goes, "Hey Owen," and this is the axe is talking, and the axe is hilarious throughout. And he goes, "Hey Owen, remember that time we fought those crazy assholes who shot poisonous snakes at you like they were arrows? Yeah, and I put their leader in a barrel and filled it with snakes. A lot of poison got in him. I've never heard a head ooze like that. And when it burst, I have to admit, even I was disgusted. And you see it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's glorious. It's 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 a glorious." book that is has a great sense of humor but it backs it up by having a genuinely interesting story to is this, i can't remember is this a mini or not i can't remember now it's this first arc is three issues because oh, is that um, all? it oh. says it, it says the conclusion but i know Maurice's said that this has been his most popular book by by far it's been selling out everywhere and there's i think they're just going to keep going oh good that's good i, I hope they keep yeah. going you know, because it'd be nice to just have several different with this sort of st- character as well, and these sort of stories. You could quite easily have a, a three-issue arc here, a four-issue arc there. Do you know what I mean? Different. Three doesn't feel enough. I no. think I need more than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think once you start chipping away at his background and lots of things that are going on, oh, he's um, just he's just Conan with a fucking talking axe. There's loads yeah, they could yeah, do with it. Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. And he's and what I like about it is it's yeah he's forced to do good and he doesn't like doing it and it's sticking to that <laughs> he's an asshole yeah <laughs> so yeah always got to appreciate that barbaric issue 2 get the first one get the second one and get on it because this is you know this is just great fun and um and also it's like 40 odd pages so even though it was slightly on i mean it's 3 pound digital so it was on the upper tier but I'm willing to sacrifice because you do get this. This issue lasted a little while, didn't it, Tony? It feels yeah, it was a longer read, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely was. I, yeah. At one point, I thought, oh, I don't want to be near the end, and I tab the page to see how many pages I got left. I don't know if you ever do that. Yeah, yeah. When you're inside digital. I think, oh no, I've still got loads yet. Some, that's sometimes yeah. that's a sign of like, oh fucking hell, is this going to end soon? Yeah, yeah. I've done that, but this this was one of those. Yeah, just keep going. I'm more, more. Give me more. 
Um, yeah, barbaric. Get on it. I, th- I think I'm definitely double dipping for the the print. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going digital as long mm. as it's going. So that's mine. Okay, Tony, take us home. I've got to be careful how I say this. Fuzz and pluck in Splitsville. Issues one to four. Well done. Well done. Um, Written and drawn by Ted Stern. Uh, Now, actually, this is from 20 years ago, so fair warning. Um, It's published by Fantagraphics in black and white. Um, Ted was an LA based cartoonist. He's worked, uh, he had worked on um, cartoons mostly, so King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead, Rick and Morty. Um, Now, these four issues, this is a bit of a weird one because if if you look at the first issue and turn it over, it says part one of four. And if you get to part four, it says there's a further there's a further issue. So I haven't got part five, um, although I have it now digitally. Um, so it's sent to me by uh, Tom, very kind of him, Tom Stewart from um, that comic smell, our buddy. He'd seen that my dog had eaten one of my books, um, and he said, "Oh, your dog's eating a book. Here's something to read." And it just appeared out of the post. It was very kind of him. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, sadly, though, Ted Stern passed away in 2019 from complications arising from AIDS um, at only 57 years old, which is an absolute shame. You know, really was. Um, Gary Groth himself was a huge fan of Stern's work, and Groth d- described him, um, Stern, now this is why I warmed to him so much, as cynical and curmudgeonly. That's brilliant. That's the sort of people I want to hang out with. Um, and I'm very sad. This is actually the first time I got to see his work, actually. He hasn't done huge amounts. Matt Groening himself is a fan of Fuzz and Pluck as well, and he's really popular in France. I think they sell loads of copies in France. Um, Splitsville is actually the second incarnation. There was a... Um, um, there was a fu- I keep having to look at the title to say this a fuzz and pluck originally, which which was a one off, um, and he has said Stern that he's desperate. I despise cliche, and he says cliche is a Xerox of a Xerox, and that's not what he wants to do. This series got nominated for an Ignatz, two thousand and three and two thousand and seven. Um, about the story, so black and white, um, it's got that real underground feel to it. Fuzz is a slow and innocent teddy bear. Um, he's a bit of a, sh- but he is, however, a bit of a shit magnet and find himself always falling into trouble. Pluck is a plucked chicken. He used to be the stud in the chicken farm, um, but between being sort of over, you know, he's past his sell by date and being plucked, and then between being plucked and being taken to be killed, he manages to escape. Uh, he's also fucking mental and really violent. Um, they. Both initially, as this series starts, work in a burger place called Lardy's. So it starts with um, Pluck daydreaming of his days of shagging lady chickens at the farm and having his sort of, you know, he just could call on different lady chickens and shag them in a little back room. Um, but it's broken up by the um, by a customer asking for some mustard. And then Pluck goes wandering the tables, picking up rubbish, and a couple of local kids, you know, sort of real shitty like ones, you know, baseball cap wearing kids. Um, start taking the piss out of him, trying to nick his hat and throwing stuff at them. So he just kicks off and absolutely fucking mullers them. He throws <laughs> machines. He shows that like the, the, the there's a sort of machine that dispensary machine. He throws that on one of them. He just goes absolutely mental on them. Um, and he gets sacked by the owner of Lardy's. Uh, and he goes outside and he's sitting there feeling sorry for himself. And of course, what happens? A woman comes along. She looks like the sort of woman who'd run a casino in Shanghai or something, you know, that sort of exotic looking lady, you know, Lucy Liu would probably play her in a movie sort of thing. And this woman turns up and she says, Oh, I've got a job for you. And she takes him to basically it's, um, organized gladiatorial competition for animals. (laughs) So he gets there and there's a badger who's having a load of trash tied onto his head so that the rats will try and attack him. And he's been given a big club. 
Um, and it turns out he's actually quite good at this pluck. So he goes in, there's this sort of big fight in the arena and he goes in and he just like swings a baseball bat about and he's, he actually becomes quite good at it. Um, meanwhile, um, Fuzz has been, because the, the owner of Lardy's loves Fuzz. He loves him because he's a little cuddly bear, you know, and he's, he sort of fawns over him and he gives him the job. Here's your little tricycle. Off you go and go and deliver a sandwich to someone. So he sort of cycles off on one of those sort of squeaky wheeled tricycles, you know, uh, but he get obviously because he's a shit magnet, he gets in trouble and he gets kidnapped by this, um, gets attacked by a dog and then kidnapped by this woman, this young girl who's got loads of stuffed toys kept hostage. Um, and they, all this, the stuffed toys decide that Fuzz is the, the last hope to escape, you know, go and get help. So they find a bird, cut its wings off and sew them on the back of this bear. So you can see this is just like crazy, psychedelic just madness, you know. And mm. it, of course he can't fly because he's just had wings sewn on his back it doesn't mean they actually work and he wanders off and he gets into more trouble um and it goes off from there i mean that's just issue one and two but it just absolutely flies off i loved it absolutely loved it um i tried to find the final issue but i ended up buying the collection on comiXology i'm definitely gonna i'm actually at the point now where i'm actively searching ebay for original art belonging to this dude because i absolutely love it i think it's just brilliant i think if you look at beavis and butterhead animation style it's similar to that actually um, but with a sort of black and white line style crammed into pages. The books are slightly smaller than a normal comic size, so they are about a centimetre wider and about three centimetres shorter, um, if you get that sort of format. Typical sort of um, fantasy graphics of the time, playing with the format and stuff. Absolutely brilliant. I'm having to look at the title again. Fuzz and Pluck in Splitsville by Ted Stern. Yeah, highly recommended. Smile. Nice one. Cool. Nice. Nice, and there you go. Lots of comics for you to check out this week and to look forward to in the coming months ahead. We hope you enjoy yeah. this episode, especially if you're if you're thinking about maybe putting together an anthology. Maybe you learned a thing or two. <laughs> yes, don't do it. Run! run. <laughs> Get really drunk. I, I knew she was going to say that. I was just waiting for, that, for you to say that, Sarah. But um, yeah, if no, I, I mean, I keep saying that, but on on balance, it was fun. It was a lot of work. I won't I won't yeah. say otherwise. But and 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 I wasn't maybe the best equipped for all of that work because some of the graphic I'm, design, I'm, Photoshop stuff was a bit above my pay grade. But yeah, it was it was a lot of work. But it was. But I'm really glad I did the it. Final so, product yeah, is great. If, if somebody else is thinking of doing it, they should give it a go. There you go. What what better advice could you have to to sign off this week? If there's anything else that you want to want us to talk about, or if there's any events or maybe comics fundraising activities uh, that are coming up in the future, please get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod, where we'll be um just just doing whatever. It's a uh, well, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> on there much like yeah. anything, anything can happen on the facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast and the community group awesome comics talk which is full of great people just wanting to talk about comics and stuff and and find out about great art initiatives and there's chat about anthologies and stuff and we post up the episodes to so keep the conversation going there in awesome comics talk if you want to get in, involved in the slack chat um i've got to make sure i say that properly every week then get in touch with us to find out how you can join because it's just just genuine, normal, nice comic talk. Sensible people, good Sen- stuff. Loads of art on there, loads of collaboration talk, loads of convention talk. Yeah, place to be. Exactly. We're uh, 
Well, I'm organising a, a June draw off. Oh yes, yeah. He's, so, a, uh, he's, uh, he's a couple of months late. <laughs> got, yeah, got a bit hectic this week with everything going on, but I'm going to lock it down this week. Yeah, so, but I thought it's been quite a quiet week. To be fair. <laughs> Well, it could be because you never know when someone's going to listen to this episode, whether it be on the web- website or some comics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show. It's all about algorithms and stuff, baby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's what it's all about alligator rhythms. Oh, that sounds like an al- album title. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Dirty Blues from the Swamp. Oh, my word. <laughs> Uh, that's something Tony suffered from in the past. But, but if you um, if you follow us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podnose, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod Mississippi Birdbath. Dan, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Dan, do not look it up. <laughs> you know, you you know what happens with your Google search. It's... it's on the same network as Pod Kentucky Tractor Puller. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it! Fucking hell. So, <laughs> Dan, don't do it. Don't do it. God, where can people find us online, etc.? I mean, we probably won't be able to find Dan Butcher anyway because he'll probably get banned or, or like <laughs> someone will run into his house and seize his computer. He'll be doing a spicy <laughs> gringo. <laughs> where can people find us online, etc.? Tony. Uh, patreon.com forward slash tribute press uh, the first print of the first issue of Flesh and Ink is going out this week second issue begins tomorrow or today as you listen yeah All right. lovely Dan Butcher you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com and if you want to see how Viper 2 is coming along uh, sign up to the uh, Vanguard Comic Patron which I'm yes I'm on that uh, yes all, nice all welcome that's, that's what Dan's got written on every part of his clothing. Uh, <laughs> and tattooed on my bum. Yeah. <laughs> Just says, wow. Yeah. I thought it was like, don't enter dead inside. Isn't that what it says? <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. dead enter inside. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody somewhere has to have that on their bottom, don't they? It's yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and it's not me, but you can find me on social media at Jest of Diablo on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah, as always, you've been the moral compass and yes. you've been our friend, our colleague. You haven't encouraged us to go off the rails at all. It's no, been very good. No, I've no. tried to rein it in. And, uh, <laughs> and you failed miserably. But where can, but once again, where can people find you? Um, at Implausible17 on Twitter. Or I'm trying to use Instagram more, but I'm still pretty rubbish at it. I'm at the Lost Dogs Art, or one word on Insta. Yes, I've got loads of Lost Dogs stickers, actually. Yes, covering my notebooks and on my corkboard, etc. Cool. Yeah. See, it's all about branding, Tony. That's true. Right, Dan's got it's illegal. His bum. Um, <laughs> anyway. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're happy, healthy, reading comics, and genuinely just just being okay in yourselves, because we love you. Don't we, guys? No. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Sarah, you were quiet. Come on. I thought thought you were honestly going to join us then. Well, I mean, I don't know who's listening. I'm not going to say I love everybody. 
Yeah, she's kind of people we don't love. Uh, I mean, this is the know, world this... we've lived in where Sarah Harris has is... just crumbled. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't hate any of them, put it that way. Oh, there you go. Uh, shall, I, shall I change the outro to be like that? Well, wherever you are, wherever you are. Who don't world, you hate? We hope you're happy and healthy, and we don't hate you. There uh, you go. There you go. I yeah. do. Uh, but Tony does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but wherever you are, thank you very much for listening. From Dan, Tony, Sarah, and myself, have a brilliant week. You ready, Sarah? You ready? <laughs> have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics, and... I don't know, when you're not doing that, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Um, Genius. I did it. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah. Bye.